All right, welcome. Uh, this is Tom Bowerly. Bowerly with you on News Radio 930 WBEN. Uh, obviously, very trying times for many of you, especially those in emergency services. And I want to get an update right now on the Erie County situation by going to Erie County Sheriff John Garcia. Sheriff, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, what is the overview right now from where you sit? Uh, Tom, we're having. Uh the north towns get uh, pretty battered. The the roads are not passable. Um, I can't I can't state this um, strongly enough. Do not drive uh, Grand Island, uh, Clarence, uh, the districts we cover uh, in the north towns that are just we we can't get to emergency calls. The same is going on for the town of Amherst, the town of Chicktawaga, the city of Buffalo. So if Emergency vehicles cannot get through this uh, type of weather, Tom. Um, what do you think, uh, you know, the public's going? A- absolutely not. Absolutely not. I mean, this is just a horrible time for those who may be having a stroke or a heart attack because they can't get to help and help can't get to them. There's really nothing that can be done. You know, uh, that is just um, it's so worrisome. And uh, we feel helpless as first responders, uh, not to be able to respond to those me- medical emergencies. Uh, you know, we've heard that uh, two people uh, passed away, unfortunately, in Chittawaga. Uh Due to that, um, you know, um, my thoughts and prayers go out to their families. Now, with all the people that we've had stranded uh, since last night that we've gotten to, uh, it, over 50 people, just in the Clarence area alone. Uh, we had a family today, um, a father, mother, a uh, three-year-old child, and, um, and then they were joined by two other uh, uh, citizens that were stranded at Elk uh, by Bailey. And we had our UTV, it's snowmobiles, come from uh, Clarence and take them over to the uh, firehouse over at uh, Bailey and Clinton. So, I mean, we're... We're, we're throwing assets wherever we can, Tom. But, um, you know, we, we have to do with the briefing after this storm. And we're going to need more equipment, more equipment for situations like this. Uh, we are talking with Erie County Sheriff John Garcia. We had spoken about this yesterday, but uh, you, you had told us that you have a list of the local snowmobile clubs uh, and, and their presidents. Uh, have they been prevailed upon yet by the Sheriff's Department to help out either by doing driving or by letting Sheriff's deputies borrow the equipment? Yes, and uh, as a matter of fact, um, I want to thank the Boston uh, Snowmobile Club for their assistance. Uh, what we're running into is uh, lack of staffing. We've had guys working from uh, zero six hundred hours yesterday throughout the night, and uh, we just can't get uh, any relief for the uh, the staff that we have. So, you know, the six snowmobiles that we have out there uh, were used to uh, rescue people from vehicles. So, again, our assets are going towards rescuing people that shouldn't be driving. Well, I want, to, I want to get back to the snowmobile thing, but uh, when you talk about the family that you rescued that had uh, basically bunked in a vehicle with other people who were out, 
Uh, what are people telling you about why they were out driving? I understand that some people on the roads obviously are going to be first responders, doctors, police officers. I get that. But the other people, what what are they telling you was so important that they had to get out, even though we keep saying, don't go out? So in this situation, it was kind of a uh, unusual situation. It was a family from Rockland County that had gone to Philadelphia to um, – um, uh, with a sick, with a sick three-year-old uh, daughter to to get an opinion on uh, a medical uh, uh, a uh, disease that she's suffering from. So then they came up to uh, Buffalo Tom to get a second opinion, and you know this came fast and furious. Uh, people from outside don't realize what, what what's happening. Now this situation's different from. You know your 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 average person that decides to go out and get the uh, last minute Christmas presents and so forth, but you know it, you're absolutely right. I mean, it, other than medical um, staff that's going to the hospitals and so forth, and emergency uh, personnel getting to you know the jails to relieve um, our staff and so forth, and um, you know cops, nurses, and so forth. Why are people going out? I, I think this is what's happening compared to November, is that in November we had so much snow in the south towns that you weren't able to get your vehicle out. And if you were, the roads were just, you know, three feet of snow. This happened so quick. So when people went to work yesterday morning, um, all of a sudden the freezing conditions, the, the whiteouts, the zero visibility is really what's affected people, and they're going off the roads. They're thinking that they could make it to the store, to a family member's house, but at the end, they're ending up in a in a ditch, which is creating, you know, an issue for us because obviously, you know, we're we're here to protect and serve, so we're we're coming out, and then we had uh, five deputies that had to be rescued, so we have seven vehicles that are stuck uh, throughout the county. There's there's fire rigs that are stuck in the city of Buffalo, police cars. It's just a disaster out there. So once this subsides a little bit, uh, the town, county, and state plows can get out there. So, But until then, you know, you're making a grave mistake uh, by going out. Yeah, we, we cannot emphasize this uh, enough. And uh, just for some perspective, uh, we've had people here at the radio station, uh, Jimmy Love, since uh, 4 o'clock yesterday morning. None of us, we all knew that we weren't going home last night. We know that we're not going home tonight. And there's a 75% chance we will not be going home tomorrow night. We simply aren't going to risk it. We're not going to risk uh, first responders having to come get us. We're not going to risk uh, our own lives uh, it just it isn't worth it. If you're someplace warm and reasonably comfortable, you are much better there than anywhere else you could possibly be. Uh, Sheriff John Garcia, Erie County, is with us on News Radio 930 WBEN. Sheriff, the uh, the snowmobilers uh, who are out there, I know that uh, Western New York, being the kind of community where people do like to help one another, is, is there a non-emergency number? Uh, for the Erie County Sheriff's Department that uh, snowmobilers can call uh, so that they might be pressed into temporary service, transporting your deputies, uh, the COs? Uh, is there anything that can be done with individual uh, snowmobile people? Yeah, they could call our uh, Emergency Operations Center, which is 716 989 2500. 
716-989-2500. And that's the Emergency Operations Center, Chicawaga. From there, uh, they'll uh, triage all the calls and um, anybody that could volunteer. I'll give you another example. We had a... Uh, we had a uh, lieutenant that got stuck, and he had a you know uh, a few people with him in his vehicle. He was well prepared, and um, it, it came to a, a point where one of the civilians in the car was uh, having a medical emergency, and uh, he was going to have to uh, carry him to the Lackawanna uh, Fire Department. And by chance, an act of God, a snowmobiler came by, and they dressed him warmly and got him out of there. So. Um, you know, kudos to that person. Um, I'd like to get his name and thank him, but you're absolutely right. I mean, the people here in Western New York are just tremendous. Now, if, if, uh, if you are a snowmobile person and uh, you can help out the Erie County Sheriff's Department, John, before I repeat the, uh, the phone number, uh, the geographical areas that would be most helpful to you. And I presume that people like, uh, and we'll get into this in just a few minutes with them, but the chief of of Cheektowaga, suppose if you live in Cheektowaga, your best bet would be to call Cheektowaga PD, Amherst, Amherst PD. If you've got a snowmobile and can help, it might not be a a bad idea. But as far as you with the Erie County Sheriff's Department, uh, we've already seen in the story you just told us, very illustrative of the need for snowmobiles, uh, the need, what geographical area of snowmobiler would you like to hear from at that number? I, I would like to hear from people in Clarence and Newstead. Um, that's our, our, our biggest issue is District 2 for the Erie County Sheriff's Office. Um, and then also Grand Island. Um, you know, we have some people driving around assessing the roads. Uh, we got Chief Neiman in, in Grand Island with uh, Reserve Deputy Tom Snyder checking it out. Uh, Under Sheriff Bill Cooley's out there uh, checking out the South Towns, which is in much better shape. But you got to remember, if this shifts tomorrow, Tom, and people think that they could drive and they get stuck, they're going to be in the same situation that everyone in the North Towns is is in. So, you know, we're talking about National Guardsmen, troopers coming in. Uh, the issue is they can't get here. Right. So, um, yeah, there's personnel, the state police is sending some people over. Uh, there's uh, National Guardsmen that have been deployed, but we, we have to get them here. We have to get them here with their equipment. And, um, you know, we, we have great Department of Public Works uh, people. Uh, Bill Geary from uh, the county, very competent, great guy. His plows just can't get out there because with zero visibility, it's putting them at risk and anybody that's stuck in, in their cars. So, um this has to subside a little bit, and when it does, uh, you know, we're going to attack it again. Uh, well, the bad news is the band of snow is, late this afternoon, going to shift south. So if you are in the south towns, do not be lulled into the sucker hole. Do not go driving thinking that, well, things look pretty good now because the band of snow with which we've been dealing in the north towns uh, is going to be hitting you. And again, if you are someplace warm and safe, that is the best place for you to be right now. And if you do have a snowmobile, in particular, Clarence, Newstead, 
Grand Island. The Erie County Sheriff's Department would like to hear from you at uh, the Emergency Operations Center, and this is only for people with snowmobiles who can help. This is not another emergency number. I want to stress that to get people help, we need to get people to help, so we need to keep the line open for snowmobilers in those areas, Clarence, Newstead, and Grand Island, who can assist the Erie County Sheriff's Department, 716 989-2500, And again, please, that is only for snowmobilers in the areas designated by Sheriff John Garcia. To get people help, they need people to help them, and that's how we're going to get people to help them. Very well said, Tom. And, uh, you know, I know we'll, we'll get calls, and, and people here in Western New York, Erie County, are just wonderful, but... You know, uh, it, it's not that you're going to get a fine for driving, okay? I mean, that goes without saying. But you're, 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 you're causing, uh, you're being reckless, and you're endangering not only your life, but that of others. So, you know, uh, I can't stress it enough. Like you said, if you're, if you're somewhere warm, stay there. If, if you need help, if, if there's a medical emergency, if uh, there's a... Uh, you know, dialysis that you need to get to, then you call that number also, and we'll get to you. But it's it's going to take a little bit of time. So, you know, you have to be patient, but I please do not, like you said, if you're in the south towns, think that you're going to be able to drive because you're going to get stuck, and it's going to be very difficult to get to you. Yeah, in aviation, it's called the sucker hole, and the same thing can hold true uh, on the ground. The 911 lines, what is the update on that? Because, uh, you know, we have heard essentially that emergency services in this region under the blizzard warning, basically emergency services cannot get to you. They cannot get to you, Tom. Very well said. They cannot get to you. The city of Buffalo, the town of Amherst, the town of Chief Dewaga, you're, you're talking about large police departments, and they cannot get to you. Um, we have the same issue in the town of Clarence and Newstead. Um, uh, for me, the sheriff, uh, I, I feel helpless in, in those areas because, I mean, is it the first responder? Uh, my job is to ensure that people are safe. Um, and it, it's very frustrating not being able to uh, assist people. And, uh, but, you know, we we will try to get to you. And like I said, we have the snowmobiles, we have the uh, UTV with the, the traction, but it, it's difficult with the cars. We have them stranded. We have we had deputies stranded. It's uh, it's something I, I've never seen before. Sheriff, are the county plows out yet? Not that I know of. Uh, well, I, I shouldn't say they're not out. They're they're probably out in areas, Tom where the visibility is um, better. But I can tell you, in the, in the north towns, um, the visibility is absolutely terrible. Uh, the, it, blowing winds, the snow's coming down, uh, the roads are just uh, uh, not, not uh, able to travel on. Now, once the wind dies down, uh, they'll be able to get back out. And uh, the same with... Uh, you know, the uh, uh, nice egg and so forth. The, the high winds are just impeding their work. And um, I, I've got reports that there was some power outages in the first ward. 
Um, the community center at Seneca Babcock that opened up for a warming station. So um, if people are stuck in a vehicle, they should call 911 and, and tell um, the operator where they are, how much gas they have in their tank, um, if they have any children, elderly, any vulnerable people. So we could um, assess the situation and um, prioritize who we're going to get to first. And, um, and that's what we've been doing all day and all night. And I got to tell you, just the Erie County Sheriff's Office alone, the, the quick response force, they alone, which is made up of the uh, SWAT team and the bomb techs, have rescued uh, uh, well over 40, uh, 50 people. And that's in addition to the uh, Erie County Sheriff's deputies. And uh, obviously, in addition to Buffalo, Chictawaga, Amherst, Hamburg, et cetera. So uh, incredible work by all the first responders. Indeed. Um, Sheriff, uh, you mentioned uh, the two fatalities in uh, Chictawaga. There's also been a body that uh, is at Kensington and Bailey, which is at last word uh, still there because police simply cannot get there to retrieve the body. I think a lot of us have very grave concerns that uh, when things do lighten up and you're able to get to more of these stranded vehicles that that death toll is going to go even higher that's heartbreaking tom and uh yes uh there's a confirmed death on uh, kensington in the city of buffalo in a vehicle and this is the difference from november we were talking back then and we said how many people obeyed uh the uh driving ban and they didn't go out and we really didn't have the the amount of stranded vehicles that we have this time around. But then again, the the bitter cold, the the winds, uh, the zero visibility, uh, kind of like you said, it you know, it sucked people into thinking I could drive. Next thing you know, you're off the road, and um, you know, I mean, if it's a medical emergency in the car, if it's uh, running out of gas and freezing. It's just absolutely gut-wrenching, Tom. Uh, it's, it's just it's just absolutely awful. And, and the other thing, too, is, Sheriff, with, uh, with the drifts we have, we have people here who are staying at a nearby hotel. And even with a state-of-the-art winter vehicle, a very large winter vehicle with brand-new snow tires, uh, the parking lot was simply unpassable. So they had to walk here, and they literally had to walk through five-foot drifts. Now, these are young men, no heart issues, but uh, I, I wouldn't want to try that myself. I mean, I'm not that tall, and uh, I, I, I wouldn't want to try it. So if you get stranded and think, well, I can just walk somewhere, you might encounter a drift because of the nature of this particular blizzard uh, that you simply cannot get through. So stay in your, first of all, stay home. If you're safe and warm, stay home. There is nowhere for you to go. There's no shopping to do. You can't legally drive, you're going to be putting people like Sheriff John Garcia and his deputies and all the other first responders in Western New York at risk. It isn't worth it. It absolutely, positively is not worth it. We here at the radio station, we're staying put. 
We are battening down the hatches. We're not going anywhere. We're here to serve you, and we can't very well do that if we're stranded on a road somewhere, which, by the way, is exactly where we'd be. We can't even get out of the parking lot. So if it's like that for us, what is it going to be like for you? We've all got very capable vehicles, and uh, so does the Sheriff's Department. Sheriff, uh, really quickly, you mentioned that uh, after this, you are going to need more equipment. Uh, what, what kind of equipment is going to be on your uh, Santa's list? Well, I got to tell you, the, the UTV works great. You know, it has traction. Um, it, Like you were saying, you have a great vehicle there, a four-wheel drive, heavy, you know, maybe pickup truck you were referring to and so forth. But with the snow drifts um, and the ice underneath, it's still it's still getting stuck. We had seven vehicles that are actually stuck throughout the county, and we know where their locations are, and we're going to have to retrieve them at some point. But even, you know, uh, those vehicles are getting stuck. So I think what we're going to need are, you know, ATVs, UTVs, uh, some snowmobiles. And, uh, and again, the fire rigs in the city of Buffalo are getting stuck. I mean, that's a big, heavy piece of equipment. So, you know, where are we going with our four-wheel drive vehicles? Nowhere. And uh, is this a generational storm? Yes. But we have to be ready. You know, it's unacceptable that, you know, that, that we can't get to people uh, that are having medical uh, emergencies that are, you know, stuck in a car. Um, and like you said earlier, I, I hope that's not the case. But when when it dies down, we get to every single vehicle. Um, and we don't want to find bodies in there. Sheriff John Garcia, I know you've been putting in a lot of hours, uh, as everybody is in uh, first responding. Thank you very much for what you, your deputies, and every first responder is uh, doing. Thank you for your time. We really appreciate it. And, Tom, thank you for uh, uh, putting out the uh, message to everyone, and, and God bless you and your crew, and have a Merry Christmas. You too, John. Talk to you soon. Sheriff John Garcia on News Radio 930 WBEN. Coming up, we're going to talk with uh, Chief Brian Gould of the Chictawaga PD. Uh, the Bears lead the Bills 7-6 to late in the first quarter, which actually seems superfluous today. But this storm has become more important to a lot of us than the Buffalo Bills game. It's Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN. All right, welcome, friends. It is Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN. This is continuing coverage of the blizzard of 2022. And uh, you'll have me uh, for a while this afternoon. After that, uh, Joe Beamer and uh, David Bellavia is also going to be weighing in uh, during the course of events today. And uh, this obviously is the uh, biggest story that is going on in western New York. And uh, Chictawaga particularly hard hit yesterday. Joining us right now is the Chictawaga Police Chief, Brian Gould. Chief, uh, thank you so much for joining us. And yesterday, you guys were basically ground zero as near as I can determine. How are things going today? Hey, good uh, afternoon, I think it is, Tom. Thanks. Uh, yeah, we're, uh, we had a little bit of a lull for about two hours, but it looks like the band is now shifting back south and we're starting to uh, lose visibility again. So we're hoping it, gets, hoping it moves fast this time. Indeed. Um, what are what are your uh, obviously? Uh, there were two fatalities reported um, out of uh, out of Chictawaga, which, as a first responder, has got to be absolutely heartbreaking for you to deal with. Yeah, we're hoping that that's 
the, the totality of the uh, the fatality count. We're uh, you know we we've done our best to search cars. We our officers and highway department and volunteer firefighters made uh, around 200 rescues overnight. Uh, it was just incredible that. Uh, the guys were able to be out there last night, uh, you know, on the Kensington Expressway, uh, going car to car. We were able to uh, work with our highway department and some uh, front loaders to clear the way for some four-wheel drive vehicles that our officers were in. And we were rescuing the people out of the vehicles, taking them to volunteer fire stations and, uh, you know, keeping them warm. Uh, it was just a, an all-night all night operation. We started about 6 o'clock formalizing plans to get out to rescue people who were trapped we were triaging uh you know who we were going to get to based upon uh you know how much gas they had in their vehicle if they had anybody with medical conditions if they um uh had any children in the car uh you know sadly by about midnight we were making priorities to people who had run out of gas uh we had kept their phone numbers and we were calling them back periodically just because we weren't able to get to everybody uh you know we easily uh, by midnight, had 150 calls pending for uh, people who were trapped in their vehicles. Uh, you know, Chief, uh, obviously not not the time for any lectures, but, uh, you know, I, I, I'm wondering, as a first responder, uh, unless somebody on the road is perhaps from out of town or another first responder, hospital personnel, um, it, it has to be extremely frustrating to tell people this is a serious, deadly weather event. You need to stay home and rescue people who really had no legitimate reason to be uh, to be out and about. Uh, can you address the frustration of the first responders who are called upon to put their lives at risk? It's absolutely ridiculous, the number of people on the road. Um, you know, e- even today... We're finally getting uh, highway vehicles down to make uh, at least one pass, but you start driving down and here comes somebody driving the other way towards you and it's only one lane wide. Uh, Overnight, just it's ridiculous, I think is the best way. The the amount of vehicles that were out there, uh, we made it through Walden and Union pretty quickly and, uh, you know, before they could even make it back, we're getting calls of more people at Walden and Union stuck in their vehicles. Uh, you know, getting people out of their cars wearing a T-shirt. Um, and, and then, you know, also dealing with the people once we got them to these uh, to these warming stations, the volunteer fire departments, uh, trying to walk out. And, uh, you know, even we had one person with a with a two-year-old child trying to leave one of our warming stations to, to walk home because she didn't live that far. And uh, it was just uh, an extremely challenging night uh, but, you know, incredible work done by, by everybody who was actually out there in the elements uh, trying, to, trying to rescue everybody. Yeah, and Chief, the, uh, the situation as far as walking home, um, we had perfectly grown men in the prime of health and vigor who had a very difficult time uh, walking from the very nearby uh, hotel at which they were staying. And they were walking, as I mentioned to Sheriff Garcia, through five-foot drifts. You've got a two-year-old with you, uh, and, and you're not six-foot two. You're not going to get through those drifts with any ease. No, it, it, and you know, just the wind speed. Uh, we we received a couple calls for people disorientated and lost in the snow. They had gotten out of the cars for some reason. Uh, you know, we ended up a, a couple of critical transports uh, of people who had, for some reason, gotten out of their car and couldn't get back into it. Fell down outside of their vehicle, um, and you know, the sad thing is that 
even with a good response, it took us a good 15, 20 minutes to get there. And 15 to 20 minutes in the weather last night is, you know, what's causing damage to people. So uh, any, anybody who thought they could be outside in that weather uh, yesterday and, and even today, again, it's, it's the wind has pick up, picked up here. The, the snow is blowing and it's very cold out. So th- there's no reason for anybody to even try to go out. Uh, you know, even I don't know if you talk to anybody in the hospitals, even the essential employees, you, you just can't get around. So, um, you know, stay home again, please. Well, I think like like your department, I think every uh, uh, fire department, every police department, every hospital and anywhere where you've got people who are uh, essential workers in particular and taking care of other people. I think everybody knows that uh, if they are on the job, they're going to be on the job for the duration of this event because relief can't even come in. You cannot get relief uh, because then you're putting other people in danger and then the other first responders in danger helping those people. So there's going to there are a lot of people doing triple and quadruple duty, I'm sure yourself and your officers included. Yeah, and, and that's part of our operational plans is how are we getting replacement workers in? And, you know, quite frankly, it involves specialized equipment, you know, using uh, tracks vehicles from the fire departments. Uh, we've just received some mutual aid from uh, Erie County providing us with some track vehicles that, that basically get through any amount of snow. Um, but, but that's an operational plan. And, you know, you know, I get there are some essential employees, but you just, unless you unless you have a special vehicle, you weren't getting through. And uh, you know, to, to get in your your sedan or a, a smaller SUV and try to get through this is just putting yourself at risk and people who would have to come get you. Yeah, I mean, you might be exempt from the driving ban, but you are not exempt from Mother Nature. It uh, doesn't matter what you do, you are not exempt from Mother Nature. Mother Nature is going to win every single time. We spoke with Sheriff Garcia just a few moments ago. In the town of Chictawaga, are you putting out the call for uh, individuals who want to help the police department with their uh, snowmobiles? Uh, no, we're not, Tom, because uh, any, any movement that we're doing with people, um, they need to be inside of, of a of a you know some type of vehicle. Most snowmobiles are are totally open. Um, like I said, we have uh, our, our town highway department has contracted with some private contractors who are have high lifts who are able to get us where we need to get. Um, we have uh, you know our volunteer firemen are definitely helping us out hugely with manpower and specialized equipment. Um, you know, we are able to get to our critical calls. Uh, we're actually right now working on relocating one of our warming stations from a, a fire hall to a, a high school. And, um, you know, we, we have enough now, enough equipment here that, uh, you know, calling for just random volunteers to come in ends up being more of a logistical uh, exercise than it's worth and uh, what we would benefit. Understood. Uh, we were talking with the police chief of Chictawaga, Brian Gould, on News Radio 930 WBEN. Chief, is there anything else uh, people listening, in particular in Chictawaga, need to know about the situation uh, in Chictawaga and for what you're hearing interagency in Western New York? Yeah, Tom, we've been so busy. I, you know, my my best updates of of what other people are dealing with is is when I talk to uh, the press. So your start of hearing that, that we were particularly hard hit, um, you know, I'm not surprised, but, but that's interesting because uh, it's just hard to follow what's been going on. But, um, you know, for our residents, uh, we know there's uh, approximately 2,500 uh, homes without power still. Uh, we know that's becoming a concern. We're starting to work on 
transitioning away from the rescue from vehicles because I think we've we've gotten to just about everybody who was stuck in a vehicle to now considering are, are we going to start transporting people who were in their homes without any power, uh, you know, dealing with heat emergencies. So we have enough warming uh, centers set up. Uh, if, if you are in our town and you are getting to the point where you feel it's critical that you get to a warmer location, please call 911. We will, um, you know, we'll, we'll get to you. It may not be quickly. Uh, if you can bundle up and, uh, you know, stay in one part of your house and try to keep warm that way, uh, you know, the, the longer you can stay in your house, the safer you will be because it is there is danger to being outside in this weather so uh we're hoping that uh you know our power crews that that work so hard are successful in getting power back up short as soon as possible and that this band keeps moving south now because it looks like it's uh it's coming back on us yeah we're uh, also seeing the same thing uh, not that far away from you in amherst and then later on this afternoon the band is expected to move south so I've got a real concern that people in the south towns who might think well it's not that bad are going to start driving and then they're going to find themselves uh, disoriented and in the middle of nowhere um chief thank you very much uh, for your time and thanks to you all of the officers uh, in chief Dewaget and everywhere and your volunteer fire company Companies, especially in Chictawaga. We put some pictures up of some rescue operations in Chictawaga last night. Uh, I want to thank you for joining us. Uh, just one quick question. Is there, is, has there been any, well, we'll call it a Christmas miracle in Chictawaga where somebody was having a serious medical emergency like uh, a heart attack, diabetic shocks, a stroke, something like that, and somehow you were able to get to that person and transport them to proper medical facilities? Um, we did have one uh, imminent birth, uh, childbirth taking place uh, that, that the volunteer fireman assisted with before the ambulance could get on scene. And uh, we did have one rescue that um, us in the command post were extremely, uh, extremely concerned about. We, we weren't sure that we were going to make it. And we, we had a witness who uh, this gentleman had gotten into a woman's car to try to stay warm. And then at some point he decided to get out and, and he fell and she couldn't get out to help him. And, and she was, you know, giving us a play by play and it was not good. We were very, very concerned. Uh, we were able to get to him uh, and it wasn't easy. And, you know, I, I'm not sure of his current condition, but uh, he was in pretty rough shape when we made it there. And, but we were able to get him into a police vehicle, uh, get him back to our senior center where we had an ambulance staging and then get that ambulance up to the hospital. So, uh, real, uh, real differences being made out there last night. And, uh, you know, just proud of the guys who are, who are out there doing it. Yeah. I don't even know how the ambulances are getting through the snow. Um, I mean, we got fire trucks that are being stranded in uh, some areas. Chief Gould, I want to thank you very much as always for your time. Thanks for what you're doing. And, uh, I'm sure we'll be in touch again at some point. All right, take your time. Thank, Thank you. you. Chief uh, Brian Gould, Town of Chictawaga PD, on News Radio 930 WBEN. Um, if you are a uh, local chief and uh, you have any special requests or needs, uh, don't hesitate to call us. Obviously, we will confirm your identity. <laughs> Would not want to put anybody on without uh, making sure you are who you say you are. We don't want any uh, Baba Booey uh, calling in today. 803, oh, and we have a dump button, so don't even try. 803 0930, start. 
930 and 1-800-616-WBEN. Uh, Bears leading the Bills uh, by a score of 7-6 right now. And the weather in Chicago uh, has resulted in some muffed handoffs, both for the Chicago Bears and the Buffalo Bills. Uh, at this point, the Bills are deep in their own end, uh, second and 11, with 936 left in the second quarter. Uh, it is Bowerly. At this point, uh, we will open up the telephone lines for you on News Radio 930 WBEN. 803-0930 is the phone number. 803-0930. Star 930 on the cell phone. 1-800-616-WBEN. And uh, this is, uh, I guess we'll call it unexpected coverage today because uh, basically the uh, situation is uh, overnight listening to uh, my brother Dick, listening to Joe Beamer, a uh, little bit of Pasquale Maggior, and then uh, this morning with uh, David Bellavia, it became very apparent that many of you are in very, very dire straits. Uh, many of you are in homes uh, without heat that is actually functioning. Uh, many of you have no electricity whatso- uh, whatsoever. Uh, hopefully, none of you are stranded or trapped in cars, uh, but unfortunately, there are people who are having a really, really difficult time on this Christmas Eve of 2022. And our phone number on WBEN is 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. Now, one of the most common complaints has been, my furnace stopped working, my furnace stopped working many, many times. And this is going to be problematic, and I'll tell you why. Many, many times, if you have a high-efficiency natural gas furnace and that exhaust pipe is blocked by the snow, what happens is that uh, it, it shuts off. And it is not going to go back on. And you literally, physically, need to go outside and uh, make sure that the snow is cleared away from those exhaust pipes. And you may have to restart uh, the furnace. But here's the problem. If you're uh, 60, 70, 80 years old or perhaps in poor cardiac or pulmonary health, um, you may not very well be well advised to go out into five foot drifts or six foot drifts to try to get yourself some heat because you're going to be putting an enormous amount of strain on your cardiovascular system, your pulmonary system with temperatures like this. So uh, only you can make that determination. But I'm familiar with one house where the furnace went off and the uh, vents for the furnace were blocked by snow, but the individual who'd have to clear off the vents uh, was is uh, of somewhat advanced years, and the uh, decision was made, you know what, uh, it isn't worth it, because in the event of a heart situation or some other medical situation, uh, they've already said that the emergency services are overwhelmed. And in this particular home, they had a natural gas fireplace, so they're able to use the natural gas fireplace to keep warm. And uh, it wasn't worth trying to clear off the vent. But only you can make that decision based on the circumstances at your individual home. The uh, phone number is 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. We still have thousands of customers in western New York who are without power. That is going to continue to be an issue. Uh, If you want to give us a call, let us know how things are by you. We would love to hear it. Um, you want to, in general, talk about this storm and what it is doing 
uh, for your Christmas plans, um, by all means, feel free to do so. Um, again, the one thing we need to stress is that you uh, you not get out and drive, uh, because getting out and driving, all you're going to be doing is taxing emergency services, because you are not going anywhere. We have, again, a number of people uh, at this radio station, number of people at this radio station who uh, have been here for uh, well over a day now, and like anybody else, uh, we'd like to get home. Uh, we would like to we'd like to get out of Dodge in some respects, but it it would be foolhardy because we're not going to go anywhere. It doesn't matter that we are exempt employees and we're not going to get tickets. What matters is we're not exempt from the whims and caprices of Mother Nature um, any more than anybody else is. So it doesn't matter. At this point, it really doesn't matter. You could have a brand new uh, uh, Hummer or Yukon with with new snow tires and you very well may not be going anywhere familiar with uh, one of those vehicles anyway that is stuck in the snow uh that is how bad the snow happens to be and it is drifting in such a way that uh it is very very dangerous it's not something where you can get out of the car and try to walk somewhere to get somewhere warm or to get yourself a meal. It just it isn't going to happen. We've had countless reports, and maybe we've got witnesses to some of these stories, of people who left their vehicles, who tried to walk somewhere, uh, who fell down and were not able to get on their feet again. As I said, it is very, very easy with temperatures like this. We have wind chills right now uh, of minus 15, minus 20 degrees in that area. And it is extremely dangerous. So if you happen to be in a vehicle that is stranded, the worst thing you can do is leave the heat and safety, relative safety, of that vehicle. Um, You have to stay inside. Again... Uh, If you have any stories about uh, having been helped by somebody, if you have any stories of uh, uh, helping anybody, we know you don't like to toot your own horn, but uh, you may want to uh, tell us exactly how bad it is out there for you. Individual stories of the blizzard of 22. Have you encountered Buffalo being the city of good neighbors or the community of good neighbors? Uh, your individual stories are welcome at News Radio 930 WBEN 803 0930 Star 930 1 800 616 WBEN. Tragically, there are at least three confirmed deaths um, that are storm-related because emergency services simply were not able to get where they needed to be. Two of those deaths were in Chictawaga, which, uh, as we assess the situation, was one of the hardest-hit areas in terms of concentrated populations. And another death, Kensington and Bailey in Buffalo. Police are aware. I don't know if they've recovered the body yet. The body was found by somebody who, uh, for whatever reason, was uh, walking in the neighborhood and uh, was unable to... uh, uh, was unable to revive the individual they found uh, in a prone position on the ground. And uh, we're not going to be um, sharing that picture on our Facebook page, obviously, out of uh, uh, concern for any surviving family members. But it is uh, very indicative of the kind of dangerous weather conditions that are out there. I mean, when people are almost literally tripping over a body, I just I, I have a horrible sense. It's a very grave feeling that we are uh, we are not done yet with the uh, death toll. And by all means, 
There's no reason for you to even go out and shovel right now. There's no reason to do it. Uh, just basically stay inside, nice and warm. Because if you overexert yourself and you have a cardiac event take place, there is no guarantee at all that emergency services are going to reach you in time uh, or at all. So why even put yourself in a position of risk? If you're safe and warm, stay safe and warm. And don't be one of these people in a T-shirt going out for no good reason in a motor vehicle. There's no reason for you to be out driving. Um, absolutely none. 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. Welcome. It is Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN Chicago ahead of Buffalo 10 to 6 with 251 left in the second. It is Buffalo possession just over uh, midfield. It is uh, Bowerly and it is a blizzard of 2022 coverage on News Radio 930 WBEN. Uh, we have a number of photographs posted uh, on the Bowerly on WBEN Facebook page. Uh, frankly, I'm having a very hard time keeping up with it. This must be something like what the 911 operators are going through. I've already developed quite a uh, backlog here with uh, incoming pictures, so hopefully I'll get to yours, and if I don't, uh, don't go hating on me because uh, I'm doing my best uh, with everything else going on to get this done. 803-0930, star 930 on the cell phone, 1-800-616-WBEN. What are you experiencing right now? Have you had any occasion to uh, need the help of a neighbor? Have you been helped by a neighbor? Have you helped a neighbor? Uh, I want to hear from those of you who are without power and heat. We had a lot of calls uh, last night. Um, a lot of calls last night from people who did not have electricity, who did not have heat. And uh, I know David Bellavia and uh, Dominic Cortez talked about this uh, quite a bit, but the uh, push to have all electric appliances in New York State beginning at 2030. Quite frankly, if that isn't one of the most stupid ideas I've ever heard, I don't know. If you want to know what a stupid idea that is, look out the window right now. In fact, take a picture right now, send it to your state elected representatives along with a copy of the legislation. They need to know what we go through here in Buffalo, New York. The electrical grid cannot handle what we have right now, and you're going to make every household appliance be electric and not natural gas? I don't know how far your ass your head has to be to think that's a good idea, but must be pretty down, pretty darn far. Uh, let's get to the calls on uh, WBEN. Forgive my language, but I just I cannot stand the uh, stupidity. I love it. Uh, Lucy in Lancaster, you're on WBEN. Hello. Hey, Tom. Hey, I have a question. Now, if uh, Mrs. Uh, Hoko had all this warning, how come we have all these power outages and then we're going to go to uh, electric? I mean, where is she? Where's our help around here? Well, the there are a couple of issues. Number one, no matter how much warning you have on a storm like this, you don't know where the lines are going to be taken out until they're taken out. I certainly cannot lay that in the governor's lap. As far as uh, pre-positioning people, the utilities did as good a job as possible of pre-positioning people. This is also a regional storm. This is not only Buffalo, New York. This is a lot of areas around us. So crews that ordinarily would be on the thruway trying to get through to us, they're tied up in their own areas uh, of, of service. And as far as uh, getting people back online power-wise, the winds being what they are is having a real hindering effect on that. 
Well, she she had two weeks' notice for this. And where are the and, national and, and what would you propose she have done differently, not knowing where uh, the... I, she, she should have just did whatever she had to do. But you, and, do, you, uh, do, you under, do you not understand the idea that nobody knew where the power lines were going to come down because nobody knew yeah, where the trees were that were going to take those power lines down? Right. I mean, she doesn't have a crystal. She doesn't have a crystal ball. She can't look into the future and say, "Oh, they're going to have a power outage in Williamsville." She can't do that. Nobody can do that. No. What I'm saying is, they had a head up. There's a lot of people. They're stranded, animals and stuff, and it's they should have had a head up. And now they're going to. Uh, how can I say this? They're going to do just all electric. Well, okay, that that's a different story. That's something that is in the future. That is uh, about seven years away now, and that's something that we should be able to put a stop to. Absolutely something that we should put a stop to because that won't work. It's a bad idea. People should have a choice. That's something that you can see coming seven years in advance, and it's a very preventable situation. <laughs> the power outages were not a preventable situation. You know what was a preventable situation, as much as I hate to say this? People who got in their cars, who weren't essential workers, they got in their cars to sightsee. I agree with they you. got in their cars to get cigarettes. They got in their cars to get beer or to get a tattoo. I have no idea what people were doing, but all they've succeeded in doing is tying up emergency services, putting other people's lives and limb in danger, and it, uh, even the emergency responders, I mean, you've got the people in hospitals, you've got the people who are uh, police officers, uh, volunteer firefighters, paid firefighters. A lot of them can't even get into work themselves. But, I mean, when I, when I hear about uh, a lady, for example, trying to leave one of the warming centers in Chictawaga to walk home with a toddler, I really have to wonder where people's heads are. Yeah, well, I don't know. I, I don't know. Do you have her direct uh, phone number? This was like two weeks ago. We had a warning, and there's all kinds of folks and stuff, older folks that are, you know what I mean? No, I couldn't quite understand what you were saying. I said there's people, older folks, that can't get out of their houses and stuff. It's just crazy. Well, it, it's it's heartbreaking, but frankly, there's no reason for anybody uh, to get out of their houses right now. If somebody is older, the best place they can be is inside. Even if they don't have heat, even if they don't have uh, uh, running water, even if they don't have electricity, you're still under shelter, and you can just dress. At least you'll be out of the wind chill. Um, yeah. There's no reason for older people. There's no reason for anybody to venture outside. You know, I, I've made this point a few times today, but we are in a situation where we've had people at the radio station now for over a day, and we are not going anywhere. We couldn't get anywhere if we'd wanted to get anywhere. Right. 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 Lucy, thank you very much. I, I appreciate the call. Um, look, I, I'm not a big fan of the governor, I have to tell you, but I, I cannot blame Kathy Hochul for the fact that she couldn't look into the crystal ball and say, okay, this transformer on uh, Young's Road is going to go out. Uh, oh, this power line over here on Highland is going to go. I, I, I can't blame her for that. And the they prepositioned as many utility workers as they possibly could. But Ask yourself, do we really want somebody with a utility to go up in a bucket truck and get blown out and die trying to get electricity back up? 
Uh, they've got to be safe. They've got families. They've got their own lives and limbs that they need to look uh, after. I mean, folks, this storm is no joke. There are already three fatalities. Already three fatalities. I have a horrible feeling that we're going to have more fatalities, either from people uh, who died of exposure while walking, people who died of exposure and hypothermia when they've been stranded in cars, or people who have medical issues at home for whom help simply cannot come. This is a big deal. If it wasn't a big deal, I would not be on the air right now on, on, on Christmas Eve, Saturday afternoon. Um, Jimmy Love would not be working, uh, basically, I think he's into his 30-something hour of work uh, right now. Jerry Craig is in his, I don't even know how many hours Jerry has been here. Uh, Tom Puckett, I mean, everybody, basically the understanding we have here at the radio station is those of us who are physically here, we are not leaving until this is over. You know why? Because, number one, it's our duty. Number two, we can't go anywhere. All right. We literally cannot go anywhere. And we're actually in a situation now where recognizing that we're not going anywhere for quite some time. We need to consider rationing uh, the food that we have here at the radio station. We need to look at what we have, figure out how many bodies we have, and then allot each person a certain amount of food uh, just to make it through. Uh, and don't worry, none of us are going to starve to death, and we don't want anybody risking life and limb to bring us food. That's not uh, that's not the point. We have a vending machine we can break into. Uh, can't get enough beef jerky and Twinkies. Let's go to uh, some more calls on WBEN. Celeste in uh, Williamsville. Celeste, you are on. Hello. Hello. How are you? <laughs> uh, wonderful. Thank you. We've been without power since 10 o'clock uh, yesterday morning. Um, I live right here on Worley, uh, sort of kind of by Garrison Park, and I'm here with my six-year-old autistic grandson and my and my four-year-old grandson. Do you have your heat and, on yet? Uh, we don't have any power. We don't have any heat. And we are hunkered down in the bedroom, um, but it's proving to be quite challenging. And the big thing is, if you know, if we had some kind of ETA on when we might get some kind of power. Um, that would be nice if they gave us some kind of answer about when power might come back. You know, I, I wish I knew uh, when power was going to get back. Now, uh, you live near um, Garrison Road. It's my understanding that a plow did go down Garrison Road this morning? It did go down Garrison Road, a very big one. And now, which, you know, now um, there is about, I'll say, it's hard to tell with the way it's with the snow, but at the base of the driveway, maybe about at least an eight to 10 foot snow hump all the way on everybody's driveway. So that's not plowable. Um, I do rent, so that's not plowable. Um, that you're going to need a loader, you know, heavy machinery to get out. And if you think about everybody's driveway going up down the road, that's a lot. Absolutely. Well, that's a, a very, that's kind of a, a wide open um, area. Uh, you're right by you're right by the creek. Um, so mm -hmm. I, I would imagine that uh, you have been you you've been without heat and, and electricity for quite some time. Right from the beginning of the storm, from my understanding, a neighbor um, uh, across from Monroe, uh, a tree went down, went over the fence, and hit a uh, transformer. And our, our power went out at the beginning of the storm. Oh, my goodness. Well, obviously a highly uh, populated. Have a very, 
yeah, I have a very good friend who's actually, because I know, you know, don't be outside, but a very good friend because things are getting so tight here, um, who's putting on their cross-country skis. And a very good friend of yours who's putting on their cross-country skis and uh, coming over here with candles and such. Uh, because I made terracotta. I don't know if terra people know this, but if you take your terracotta plant potters, put them upside down, put some bricks underneath them, put the candles up underneath there, it makes it nice warmer. But you need the candles. Yes, and you and, can find instructions on how to do that on YouTube. Uh, just as I always would say, be very, very careful with open flame, especially with your grandchildren. They've got to understand oh. that they, they can't even go near those candles because in the event of a house fire, you're not going to be able to get it put out in time. The fi- by the time the yeah. fire department gets there, it's it'll be too late to save anything, um, right. and then you're going to be stuck outside, of course, uh, which yeah. which you don't want to be. But no, your yeah. your friend with the uh, cross country skis, um, God bless her. But I just hope that she is. Uh, it's not my ex wife, is it? Uh, possibly. Oh good God! Um, all right, thank I, you, <laughs> thank yeah. you, thank you very much. Um, all right. Uh, I'm not too thrilled about it, but I couldn't. Uh, I, I'm not. Enough. I'm not either. To be honest with you, she's uh, crazy. All right. Thank you very much. Uh, I appreciate okay. the call, Celeste. Okay. 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 Um, to my ex-wife, that is a trip you don't need to make. Why would you do that? What's it going to make me look like if you drop dead doing something stupid? Come on, seriously. Uh, let's get back to the calls on WBen. Here is. Uh, uh, Mary in Buffalo. Mary, you're on WBEN. Hello. Hi. Um, I've been without uh, power and heat since about 4 o'clock yesterday afternoon, and I was just wondering if maybe a, ner- a doctor or a nurse could tell me, my house is getting really cold. I mean, I can see my breath when I, when I, you know, when I breathe. And I was just wondering, like, what the temperature has to go down in your house where it's really dangerous. Because I'm worried. Plus, there's a four. Well, I'm a senior citizen to begin with, but there's a four-foot drift in front of my door, which I can't, you know, shovel out. I don't want to go out. I mean, they're telling people to stay inside, which I, if it, my heat was on, I wouldn't mind staying inside. But, you know, no heat. It's getting really cold. So, like I say, maybe a doctor or a nurse could call and see, have recommendations or tell us when it's like to call if it gets down to, like, certain temperature to call 911. Not that that would help. Do you have a thermometer in, in your house now? Are you able to see maybe your thermostat? Oh, yeah. And it's really cold. Okay. I do not know inside the temperature at which uh, your life becomes in danger. Are there any other, uh, are there any medical conditions that are underlying that any doctor or nurse uh, should know about? Just high blood pressure, hypertension. Um, Okay. We'll try to get that information for you. I'm sorry that it has come to this, but it does underscore the seriousness and severity of this weather event. I mean, think think about it. I'm hoping hoping a doctor or a nurse could call in and... Well, if not, I'll I'll get a doctor or a nurse to text me back the information. Um, I'm just going to need a few moments. Can't uh, do it as as I speak, but I'll try my best. Thank you very much. Okay. Thank you. Okay, Bye. thank you. Um, all right, I'm sure we'll get the answer to that uh, presently. I have a number of physicians on speed dial. Uh, right now, let's go to uh, Channel 7's uh, meteorologist, Aaron Metkowski. Aaron, thanks very much uh, for being with us. Uh, what What's happening right now with the snow band? Where is it heaviest? 
Okay, the heaviest snows are uh, really from Grand Island uh, through the north towns, uh, southern half of Niagara County, Niagara Falls. The band's going to slowly drift southward, and those blizzard conditions becoming more focused on Buffalo uh, through around 4 p.m. So uh, here in downtown Buffalo, it's snowing moderately. The snow intensity will pick up again, but those heaviest snows right now, Grand Island, Wheatfield, North Tonawanda, Pendleton, right along that Erie County, Niagara County line, uh, Amherst along the 990 drifting slowly southward uh meteorologist aaron minkowski slowly southward so uh where where would be next on the list of places to get the heaviest uh, snowfall in this uh, snow band we're getting pretty good in amherst yes uh, amherst you're gonna be dealing with this for another uh hour or two after around 4 p.m. The band will be just to the south of Amherst. At least the heaviest snows will be uh, Buffalo, Cheektowaga, Lackawanna, Lackawanna, toward Clarence, uh, Depew, uh, West Seneca, Williamsville, those areas around 4 p.m. will have the band, the heaviest snows as that band will uh, drift southward through on 4. And then uh, as we get toward uh, tonight, the band settles even further south in the south towns and then eventually into ski country early on Sunday. Um, as you sit uh, as a meteorologist, uh, you, you've covered a number of storms, uh, very serious yeah. snowstorms. Where, where does this one rank uh, in the... Uh, uh, hierarchy of Aaron Matkowski. <laughs> well, I uh, do remember the blizzard of 77. I was old enough for that. So that will always be number one. Uh, this, uh, but at least with that one, I was, you know, just a little Aaron, but home and safe. This one, um, you know, I had to walk to the hotel and walk back and it was a scary thing. It's something that uh, was uh, uh, very difficult to do. So I would put this as uh, certainly the most uh, impactful storm to me personally as um, just I can't get out of work. Uh, we have about a six to eight foot drift blocking our driveway. And even if we were to get out of Channel 7, getting back onto the main roads, obviously very difficult with the number of cars that are stranded. So um, this, uh, uh, I would say this would be number two. Uh, behind the blizzard of 77. Yeah, although the October storm uh, where I live, uh, we were without power for about four four and a half days so that one also was uh you know just highly inconvenient but we made it through that uh this one you know certainly um just the the amount of snow that's in downtown buffalo and uh you know the kenmore tonawanda Cheektowaga, you know those areas is really just uh unbelievable and just how long it's going to take us to kind of get back to normal with um you know the even plows getting stuck you rarely see that uh, we're talking with meteorologist Aaron Metkowski from Channel 7 on News Radio 930 WBEN. Aaron, uh, many of us are concerned that people in the South Towns, where it is not so bad right now, are going to think, well, this isn't all that bad. I've got all wheel drive. I think I'll uh, drive to the store and get some cigarettes just in time for the band to strike them and they add to the problem. Uh, yeah, that could happen. Um, as. Uh you know, we've heard from uh, the Aurora District, they had the plows out and things were going fine there. But that is going to change over the next, uh, you know, four to eight hours as the snow really pick up in the South Towns where snow rates will be around two to three inches per hour in that band. And um, that band's over your home for, uh, you know, several hours. We could see a quick 
foot or so of snowfall on top of what you have already. And with the winds around 50 miles per hour, uh, visibilities will be zero. And um, it's going to be very, very difficult, if not impossible, to travel in that band across the south towns as we head into tonight. And uh, as far as the north towns are concerned, uh, a lot of population in the north towns. When are uh, the north towns going to see some respite uh, to the point where they might think about being able to get out of the house? Or is that just not in the foreseeable future? You know, I don't think places like Amherst, uh, North Tonawanda, even Grand Island, um, you're going to get out uh, tonight uh, or even tomorrow morning. Uh, I, from what we're hearing, and I'm sure you're hearing it too in the newsroom, is that the roads are just impassable with a number of cars that are uh, you know, blocking all the roadways and the drifts on a lot of the main roads. So uh, hopefully late tomorrow, late on Christmas, um, you know, we can get at least uh, move around a little bit. But from really just near Niagara Falls to Cambria northward, now the snow is, uh, has come to an end uh, in those areas. And as the span continues to drift southward, um, you, know, you won't have any uh, more uh, significant snow in the northern parts of Niagara County. But right now, southern Niagara County and northern Erie County and uh, stretching over toward uh, parts of Orleans and Genesee counties really feeling the brunt of this band. All right, thank you very much, uh, Channel 7's Aaron Minkowski on News Radio 930 WBEN. Uh, we have the news coming up in uh, two minutes on WBEN. Uh, I've been in touch with a uh, physician, by the way, uh, who says uh, it, at home, uh, if the uh, temperature is uh, if the temperature is uh, even 60 degrees, if you don't have enough clothing and nutrition at that point, it can be dangerous, even at 60 degrees. So if you have clothing and nutrition, um, you should be okay. I don't know what the emergency cutoff is. Uh, the physician with whom I am corresponding is in the middle of uh, his or her own storm-related issues, so I cannot impose myself uh, upon that individual. But obviously, if at any point you feel that life is in danger, um, try 911. Think about reaching out to a neighbor who might have heat, who might have a generator. At this point, um, we really need to look out for our neighbors. Our neighbors are going to be our best way of getting help in dire predicaments. So um, if you uh, are hopefully um, connected in some way, shape, or form to your neighbors, if you feel at all that you are in danger, uh, maybe your neighbor can come and walk you uh, over. Uh, we'll take more calls coming up on News Radio 930 WBEN 803 star 930 on the cell phone 1 800 616 WBEN. News is coming up next. All right, welcome. It is Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN. It is 237 coming up at 308. Uh, we'll talk with uh, meteorologist Andy Parker and uh, get the latest as uh, Andy sees things on News Radio 930 WBEN. But uh, we just found out where the uh, uh, snow is the heaviest and it is going to be going uh, southward by later on tonight. So if you're in the south towns and you're thinking, hey, things don't look all that bad, perhaps I'll get in the car. No, 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 no. If you are warm and safe, you are warm and safe. And uh, no matter who you are, it is best to be uh, in a position where you are warm and safe. 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. Let's go to uh, James in Buffalo. James, you are on. Hello. 
Yes, sir. I'm stuck right here again, same place, at Fillmore and Verdun. I'll give anybody $20. I just want to go on Kensington. I don't want to spend another day and night in this truck again. And Joe, he's with me. He lives in Winsville. He said he'll give somebody $250 to drop him off. And this is cash. We're not joking. Uh, well, I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I, I feel a little bit uh, awkward here because you're advertising where somebody can find cash, and I uh, hope there are no unscrupulous people out there. Uh, I'm sure you're fully armed with legal firearms, but uh, uh, in, in, well, <laughs> the answer was yes, we are, of course. Um, but anyway, uh, you, uh, what, what have you done so far? At uh, I'm sorry, your your location again is. Is Fillmore and Verdun, or Fillmore and Kensington, half a block away from me at the gas station? I can walk behind me. Uh, okay, so you uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, you are the two guys who met up last night, and you basically have been uh, bunked up together in the same vehicle all night and all day. Um, are you dressed appropriately to be in the back of a snowmobile? Uh. Not really, but hey, I don't mind. Believe me, I don't mind. No, it's not a question of minding. It's a question of uh, hypothermia because hypothermia is a physical thing. It's not a mental thing. Um, so uh, you 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 need an enclosed vehicle, sir. You you can't if if you don't think you're properly dressed, you're not properly dressed, and I would feel horrible having somebody. I mean, why? I know that you don't feel like being stuck in a vehicle for another day and night. But you have gasoline, you have shelter, you are warm. Um, no, my gas level, I'm not trying to be funny. I'm reading 36 miles to empty right now, 36 miles. All right. That's 30, not going to last all night again. 36 miles to, uh, 36 to, miles empty. to empty. Uh, did you say you were at a gas station? No, I can walk one half a block right behind me at the gas station. It's closed, but I can I can meet anybody who will come. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I I just feel awfully awkward because I've been telling people to stay inside. I've been telling people to stay in shelter, and uh, this is a situation where, after uh, forty plus years doing this for a uh, for a living, sir, I don't I don't know what to tell you because uh, I I don't want to see you leave the safety of your vehicle. Uh, in exchange for being outside and exposed to the elements without any guarantee whatsoever that somebody's going to come pick you up. Yeah, that's for sure. That's why I would uh, leave my phone number. All I got to do is call. Um, okay, I, I don't uh, ordinarily do this. Uh, Jimmy, um, if, if you would take the phone number off the air and then call the phone back uh, just to make sure that uh, that person answers the phone, um, okay. again, uh, all right, so hold on, Jimmy, did you hear what I said? Okay. Um, yeah, I, I guys, I, I, I feel incredibly awkward doing this, but I don't know what else to do. If they've got 36 miles of gas left, they don't have enough fuel to stay in that vehicle now another day and another night. And, uh, they're located at, uh, Fillmore and Verdun, Fillmore and Verdun. And I'm sure nobody would accept money for helping out somebody in need, but, uh, I should point out that uh, I understand that both of those people are CCW holders uh, with uh, 44 Magnums, just so you're aware. Um, let's get uh, back to the calls on WBEN. If I can give that phone number out, I'll give the phone number out so you guys can make your arrangements uh, off air. Um, here is uh, Don in uh, Chictawaga. 
that's I tell you, in uh, all these years of doing this, I have never. I, I don't think I've ever been put on the spot quite like that and not really knowing what to do. Uh, you're on WBEN. Welcome. Hey, how are you, man? Yes, sir. So I was just calling, uh, so that when you spoke to the woman, you had asked her what the temperature was in her house, uh, and she just said it was cold, and you were trying to get more specific and whatnot. So anyway, I'm in Cheektowaga. I'm in the Cleveland Drive uh, neighborhood area. We've been out without power since uh, 8.30 a.m. yesterday morning. And it is currently 27 degrees in my house. Oh, good Lord. Uh, what is the state of health of uh, everybody in your house? Well, it's just me, and uh, I'm okay. Um, I, I kind of bounce out. It took me a couple hours, but I dug in a path to my truck. So I bounce to my truck to warm up a little bit, and then I'll go back in the house and bounce back and forth and just kind of work with it. But, I mean, I'm sure this whole neighborhood is uh, feeling the same thing. Does uh, anybody uh, does anybody in your street have heat? Uh, anybody with whom you've spoken? No, no. I've talked to a couple people via message, uh, just you know, in, in the neighborhood that I do talk to, and they're all in the same position. Uh, very interesting. Well, you know, I think the best advice in this situation—not that you're looking for advice—the uh, best advice is to uh, keep the water running in your house at a trickle. Uh, that would be something you would definitely want to do. The other thing you would want to do is uh, how much fuel do you have in your gas tank? I'm um, just under a half a tank, probably between a half and a quarter, somewhere in there, a little above that, yeah. Well, as long as you can use it uh, judiciously to periodically duck in and uh, get yourself warm, that might you might already be doing the best thing there is to do. But uh, the, the, the fumes are being vented properly away from you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, um, the car's in the driveway, so it's just, you know, shooting out. Great. But you're, you're warm, you're cozy, you've got a nice soft, a nice soft bed. Yeah, yeah, and uh, AM 930 and AM 550 for the Bills uh, game and the truck. Uh, outstanding. Well, you know, keep it on keep it on 930. That's the big story today. Um, I never thought I would say that this season. But anyway, um, you said the temperature is at what at your home right now? 27 degrees. 27 degrees. Yeah. Have you been running the water to keep your pipes from, uh, or your water system from freezing up? I have. I started uh, running it at a trickle last night. Yep. We had people on last night telling you to, to do that. Um, thank you very much, Don. It sounds like you've got this thing. Yeah, let's, let's hope so. And let's hope we get it all cleared out soon enough and get these guys up on the poles so we can get back to some power. Indeed. Thank you very much. Uh, Bills 14, Chicago Bears 10 with 10.30 left in the third. Uh, let's go right now to Dr. James Harreth on News Radio 930 WBEN. Dr. Harreth, thanks very much for being with us. I appreciate it very much. Not a problem, Tom. I'm always happy to help. Well, we did have a, a couple of callers here uh, who are in homes that are absurdly home, uh, uh, cold. We had one uh, senior citizen lady who called in, said she could see her breath. And the question was, at what point does a home become too cold to be safely habitable? That's It depends on the individual. It could be, for you and I, it could be relatively warm. It could be like 58 degrees, 60 degrees Fahrenheit. But if you're somebody who really doesn't have access to, to good clothing you're, and who may be uh, elderly and frail and you don't have a lot of uh, adipose tissue to keep you uh, warm and you don't have the best nutrition, it doesn't take much. It really is exposure. Uh, is you, you, you would uh, actually suffer from what we call exposure. Uh, and what will happen is your core temperature will go down. And, you know, that's not a good thing. You'll start to lose consciousness. Your, your heart rate will slow down. And this could, and this could be fatal. 
You know, so it, it really does depend on the individual. Um, very interesting. 58 or 60 degrees. It can be that warm, and people without proper clothing are at a risk uh, for going uh, hypothermic. That's, that's correct. I mean, if you, if you think about it, what our, our normal body temperature is, if you're not able to maintain it, whether it's uh, with good nutrition and good basal metabolism and or proper clothing, including a really good hat, you know, you, if you can't maintain that temperature, you know, you will drop your temperature, and that's not a good thing. And at that point, it's certainly time to call in uh, emergency services. Exactly, exactly. And, Tom, I was uh, listening uh, in and uh, listened to the other uh, callers. And uh, another thing to watch out for in, you know, with people who are using generators or in their car is going to be carbon monoxide. The problem is it's odorless, it's tasteless, you know, but you got to watch for the symptoms. That you, uh, you're going to have headache. You, you could even have shortness of breath. You're going to feel nauseated. Very nonspecific symptoms. And if you're beginning to feel that, it's like you want to get fresh air. And that's going to be really, really important. Yeah, and folks, uh, it, it's no joke. I've seen people pulled out of cars who uh, died of carbon monoxide poisoning, and uh, it, it's just—it's such a—you know—it's it, a—it's it, just so unnecessary uh, as a way to go. As far as the. Uh, uh, as far as a person that when you say adipose tissue, you're talking, of course, about fat, um, for want of a better word. Uh, but uh, um, the the outside situation right now, we're looking at wind chills minus 12, minus 20 degrees. Um, how big a concern is that uh, for you as a uh, as a physician? That's that that's critical, uh, especially if you have bare skin. You know, so if you've got you know, incredibly low wind chill, you can have uh, hypothermia set in, and, you know, just it doesn't take long. It could be 10, 15 minutes, you know, and then also you can have skin uh, injuries as well, frost nip, frostbite, and frozen limbs too. So it's, you know, very, very, uh, you know, very, very dangerous, especially if you don't have to be out there. Uh, don't go out there. If you have to be out there, make sure you've got everything covered. That includes your ears and your nose too. Don't forget that. Indeed. Uh, at the hospitals uh, at which you are affiliated, uh, have you been seeing a lot of frostbite cases? Uh... I have I have not uh, personally seen anything like that as of yet, uh, but I don't doubt that our ED department will probably start seeing those within the next couple of days because another problem that we're having uh, is uh, getting people uh, from their homes or, or in, the, in the cars into uh, emergency services as well. It, it, this is this is uh, a very difficult situation. Uh, pretty much the, the city is almost paralyzed. You know, I think that's a great word to use, uh, paralyzed. Uh, and it is, uh, it's, it's really a horrible situation. I mean, Dr. Harris, I just talked to a fella who uh, has been stranded in a car all night with a stranger, and he had 36 miles of gas left in his car, didn't exactly know what to tell him because uh, they're at uh, Fillmore and Verdun in the city, and I am at a loss. Do you stay in the car because it provides some shelter? Do you try to get to a gas station to have somebody pick you up? I, I'm truly at a loss on that one. It, 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 you know, that is, it, it's really tough because you don't, I don't know what the uh, patient's, uh, excuse me, the individual's physical stature is. You know, are they able to, to get really far? Hey, I tell you, with this snow and how deep it is, it takes a lot of energy just to go just 100 yards. 
Uh, so, and at least a car, that's something relatively large that, that, that can be seen. Uh, and you have the opportunity to uh, run it for about five, ten minutes you know, every hour as long as you have the windows cracked and you have your exhaust system uh, cleared out outside the, the vehicle. You can at least get a little warmth. Uh, from that to, to mean uh, 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 in order to be able to um, you know hopefully maintain your own uh, body core temperature and it's easier to see a, a vehicle uh, rather you know than you know an individual at uh, at times too it's 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 larger uh, I mean if you're running your vehicle make sure you have your dome light on as well so that way it's, it's even easier uh, to be seen and what I find to be really resourceful is you know if he if that individual called in and is calling you you know that's also something else that's going over the radio waves that m- may also help too well i, I just i just hope that uh, the right people uh get to that uh, location at fillmore and verdun i'll have jimmy love uh, give the phone number out if he's confirmed that that individual's number does belong to the individual with whom we spoke dr harris uh, any other uh, words of uh, wisdom or advice you'd like to impart uh, medically yes uh common sense common sense uh it, it, so it right now uh, ambulances can't get to you, so if, there should be no risk. You shouldn't be taking any risks. You know, something as simple as if you accidentally cut your finger and, you know, when you're preparing a, a holiday meal, it's like, who's going to stitch you up? Where are you going to go? Uh, if you're an asthmatic, uh, you want to make sure you, if you avoid your triggers because it's going to be very tough to, to try to get uh, emergency uh, services. So double, you know, Double and triple think about what you're doing because we don't have that safety net right now of just dialing 911 and getting people to, 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 to see you and to take you to uh, a hospital. So be very, very uh, careful. And again, common sense isn't common, but you know, common sense. We, well, we need to we need to practice common sense. Well, we're finding that out, uh, unfortunately. Uh, Dr. James Harris, uh, thank you very much, and uh, have a great holiday, as great as you possibly can. Thank you, Tom. You too. Merry Christmas and happy holidays. Merry, uh, happy Hanukkah. Merry Christmas. Thank you, Dr. James Harris on News Radio 930 WBEN. It is uh, Bowerly with you, and... Uh, the Bills now lead the Chicago Bears 20 to 10, 7:57 in the third. Looked like they'd completed a two-point uh, attempt, but that there was a penalty on the play against the Buffalo Bills, and now it appears as though uh, uh, appears as though they're going to go for yep, they're going to go for the uh, the extra point. Um, it is Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN. Jimmy Love, uh, were you able to get the phone number of the gentleman with 36 uh, miles to go in the gas tank? Uh, at Fillmore and Verdun. There's a couple of fellas in the car who need enclosed vehicles to get them, and uh, I hesitate I, doing this, but I don't see any alternative. I do, too. So if we're going to give this out, and um, don't be a jerk. That's all we can say. Don't uh, abuse this. It's 716-544-6553. Someone is in need. James is in need, and I can confirm that's his number. Okay, that's area code 716-544-6553. Correct, yeah. Okay, and again, please don't be a jerk. Imagine it's a loved one or yourself stranded in that car at Fillmore and Verdun. Um, Probably I, the only time you'll hear someone's personal cell phone number. Yeah, I, I don't literally know what to do in a situation like that. Uh, thanks to Dr. James Harris for joining us. Nicole is in Williamsville, where she's been stranded at the post office. Nicole, you're on WBEN. Hi. Hi. Hello, love. There are 10 of us stranded in Williamsville at the post office. Uh, on Sheridan Drive? 
on Sheridan Drive. We're safe. We're inside. We've thanks to the Wegmans next door who hooked us up. We have tons of food. Luckily, a lot of catering orders were filled and couldn't be picked up. And we bundled up and walked next door and got some food. And we're safe and dry, but we probably aren't going anywhere till at least tomorrow. No, but the, they can get us out of here. The the Wegmans is closed. Yes, they are, but they have one manager on duty, and I'm not even sure how, but somehow we found out about each other, and she said, I can't come over there, but if you can get here, I'll give you what you can carry, and we did, and it was great. We've got tons of food, so we're full. We're you know, in an enclosed place. We're safe. We're just stranded. Indeed. Uh, so the the situation where you've got 10 people stranded with you in the Williamsville Post Office, uh, how are the letter carriers and the uh, postal employees dealing with it? This is our stuff. This is what we do. Real? Oh, that's, that's a great attitude. Does not surprise me from the men and women of the United States Postal Service, in particular the Williamsville location on Sheridan Drive. So, I mean, there's nothing we can do. We are just trying to keep in good spirits. They know we're here. There's not like anybody's forcing us to be here they'll get to us when they can i mean we're not stranded where we're on the side of the road or anything so at least we're good there we're just probably not making it home tonight the the people who are stranded there are they uh, all people who live within uh, a five mile radius of the post office um it, no it's a split there's about half of us live super close i live close super close it's frustrating that i'm so close and so far from my house yet you know, I, that kind of thing. I can imagine. How about the, the sleeping accommodations? Well, mail sacks can be bundled up and, you know, luckily it's wintertime and we have lots of gear and extra jackets and people carry blankets in their cars and, you know, you just do what you can do, you know. And by the way, that's uh, M-A-I-L, Sachs, can be bundled up just uh, in case anybody might have misinterpreted uh, what uh, Nicole had to say. So, okay, you're sleeping on uh, on mail sacks, or mail sacks properly, and uh, you don't know when you're going to get home. What I'm going to do is I'm going to forward this information to the mayor of Williamsville, Deb Rogers, and uh, hopefully she will be able to forward it to uh, emergency services to maybe expedite that. Okay, I, we have talked to the Williamsville Fire Department, and we understand what that. I mean, their big stuff is trying to get their plows and their emergency people through. So they know we're here, and they'll come and you know get to us as soon as they can. But it's about way steep out in front of the Williamsville Post Office on Sheridan Drive, the snowdrift. So I don't, you know, I definitely don't recommend anybody trying to get out. It's Sheridan and International, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Farber Lakes, there, right by the Wegmans. Is it is it International? I'm thinking of the AAA. Well, it's the it's a post office by Wegmans on Sheridan. Long as I've lived there, I, I don't know street names. Uh, but anyway, uh, thank you very much, Nicole. I uh, I hope you're able to get at least some sleep. Yeah, I'd like to get home. That that's that's the wish. You know, I'd like to wake up Christmas morning at home. You, you mind if I ask uh, what were the circumstances that resulted in your being stranded? Just it came on so fast, just like a lot of people that were out shopping. I, you know, some people made it home, some people didn't. It, I don't think, uh, outside of, you know, nobody coming into work that morning, I, and now it's unrealistic for us, you know, I don't think there's any way that we could have prevented this. You know, we got on the road when we could, so. You're, you're not you're not kicking yourself? Well, I, I tried to leave. I, I left at 1230. I just, I went about a block, and I couldn't see, on Sheridan Drive, I couldn't see where Sheridan Drive was. It just wasn't okay. worth it. At least here we were safe. 
Uh, understood. Understood. Well, you know what? You made the wise choice. Better to be stranded at the post office than to be stranded in a vehicle. Nicole, my best to uh, to yourself and uh, the, your your many new friends. There will be a reunion next year on Christmas Eve. Well, we all see each other every day at work. This is just making a very long extended work day. <laughs> yeah, well, don't, don't talk to anybody here about that. <laughs> uh, thank you very much. Uh, enjoy your time with uh, our fine men and women of the United States Postal Service. All right, thank you. All right, thank you. And uh, way to go, United States Postal Service. Way to go, manager at Wegmans on Sheridan. Uh, who basically said, anything you can carry, I can't come give it to you, but uh, good good for them. Now, I wouldn't encourage anybody else to go to that Wegmans unless you had prior authorization, and frankly, you shouldn't be driving anywhere. Um, really, it's uh, – folks, I, I cannot stress to you enough, You re- if you are somewhere safe and warm, that is the greatest blessing you can have on this Christmas Eve – heading into tomorrow. If you are somewhere safe and warm, do, do you know how much the guys who are stranded at Fillmore and Verdun would give right now if they could be somewhere safe and warm? But they're not. If you are somewhere safe and warm, I'm begging you to stay somewhere safe and warm. Please. It's that bad outside. We've talked with the sheriff. We've talked with the police chief of Cheektowaga. You don't want to put anybody at risk. These uh, first responders, they put their lives and limbs at risk to rescue people who think it's okay to go out. It's not okay to go out. None of us here at the radio station are leaving, okay? We're safe and warm. Why would we risk not being safe and warm? We can sleep here. I don't like bunking with Jimmy Love, but on the other hand, there's a certain sense of holiday romance about it. And I won't tell you where he put the mistletoe, but it was rather interesting. Okay, welcome. It is uh, Bowerly. It is uh, uh, good to be with you on this Christmas Eve 2022. Thank you so much uh, for being a part of our coverage. Uh, the Buffalo Bills leading the Chicago Bears 21 to 10, 414 left in the third quarter. And I must confess that uh, never in a million years would I have thought that a storm that we would be getting would be more important than a Bills game on a Saturday. But I dare say that it is more important than a Bills Bills game on Saturday. Many of you probably have one ear on the radio and one eye on the television. Not that anybody here would be engaged in such activities, but uh, just saying that it has been uh, has been known to happen. Uh, we are awaiting a call from meteorologist uh, Andy Parker on News Radio 930 WBEN. And if I uh, slow down here for a moment, I uh, hope you will forgive me because uh, basically I am. Uh, multitasking and uh, texting and talking at the same time. I just hope I don't swear. Here is uh, Leah in North Buffalo. Leah, you are on WBEN. Hello. Hi. Thanks for having me on today. Um, This is kind of like my Hail Mary attempt here, I guess. Um, My dad and my grandma are stranded on the 198 right now. And I was just wondering if there's absolutely anybody out there it's been there since yesterday um that could possibly help them well the the 198 what direction heading uh, they're eastbound they're near hoyt lake they're under the walking bridge um like kind of near the statue of david um they're stuck on that way they're actually the opposite direction because they were stuck in a ditch 
And some Good Samaritan actually helped push them out of a ditch, but they don't have a path to go, so they're still stranded. Um, And my main concern is really just getting them out of there. Um, How old are they? My grandma's about 85. My dad's in his 60s. Okay. Um, So 60s and 85 years old. How are they doing on fuel? Um, It's dwindling. You know, they've been doing good with fuel conservation, but it's, you know, we're we're probably at like quarter tank, less than a quarter tank at this point. Mm. And my dad doesn't have a phone charge in the car. He has a backup battery pack. So communication is limited on top of it, which doesn't help, which is I've been kind of just trying to pull things together. When uh, when is the last time you've spoken with them? Um, I spoke with them probably about an hour ago, just checking in because I've talked to, you know, friends who have you know, relatives that are North Buffalo cops or firefighters, or I've even had a friend contact me that is a mutual friend that's in the guard, and I'm just pulling all strings. Well, I I understand this. Uh, Where are they trying? I mean, they they might have to spend time in in a warming center. I presume that would be acceptable until such time as they can hook up again with their vehicle. Yep. I mean, and the worst part is, I think, is like they're really only like about a mile from home. And my grandma can't walk in the snow. My dad technically could make it, but obviously we would never, ever leave her no. alone in the car in a condition like this. Um, your, your dad probably cannot make it, to be honest with you, because uh, we have people here at the radio station who are young, virile men, and uh, they had to wade through five-foot drifts to make it into work uh, today. They will not be making that mistake again uh, tonight, I assure you. Um, I, all right, is... Is there anybody uh, who can help out Leah's grandmother and dad? They are on the 198 East near Hoyt Lake, underneath the walking bridge. They've got about a quarter of a tank of gas left. No phone charger, um, which, of course, you always need to have a phone charger um, in the car. It is uh, an absolute necessity precisely because of situations like this. Um uh, they uh, need some help. 198 eastbound near Hoyt under the walking bridge. Have you been to that Blizzard of 2022 Facebook group? I did, yeah. I actually requested to join that earlier. I just haven't. I've been communicating, like I said, with all the communities around me um, from people that I just know. So I haven't really dove into that yet, but I'm trying all my avenues. Well, I mean, the, the best bet would be, uh, I mean, are, are they dressed appropriately for the weather? Yeah, they have snow boots, gloves, because like I said last night, I, I ended up walking out to them. I brought them a sled because we were going to try to bring my grandma back with the sled, um, but that didn't work. So, Do you um, have a neighbor who's got an all-terrain vehicle? Uh, I, I, I'm not really sure. I don't think so. She's ATVs when you don't want them. They're underfoot when you need one. Nobody seems to want to bring them out. Um, it, yeah. it's, it seems like if somebody had an ATV or a snowmobile and, and you're by the uh, 198 uh, eastbound near Hoyt under the walking bridge, there are two seniors who uh, need to uh, get out of there. Uh, and with a quarter of a tank of gas left, uh, I would, if I were doing triage, I would say that is uh, a priority situation. Um, we put the word out there, Leah, and I hope you'll call back you. and let us know if you hear anything. 
Yes, absolutely, I will. I, I really appreciate you taking the time and letting me come on air and share my story today. Absolutely. Um, thank you very much. And, you know, those of you who ride your ATVs in packs during the summertime and make the rest of our lives miserable, you could actually put those ATVs to some good use today by helping out people like just called in. Uh, they'd really appreciate it. Right now, let's go on News Radio 930 WBEN to meteorologist Andy Parker. Uh, Andy, uh, we're going to keep this short i know because you have a family and you'd actually like to spend some christmas eve with your family how terribly selfish of you yeah well my kids are pretty tuned into this now too because you know they'll come down and watch the maps and look at the monitors and so they're very interested to find out uh if they're going to have snow on christmas so i think that's a safe assumption we should point out too that uh, santa claus is not going to have any issue tonight uh even though mobility is bad for human beings santa is a well beyond the human phase and santa will be appearing tonight kids so don't worry um andy uh, we spoke yesterday about a band within a band of extreme heavy snow. Do you have any update on where we are now and where we're going to be and where the heavy stuff is going? Yeah, right now it is right across Grand Island and it's been there for a while. It spent a little time in Niagara Falls, enough to deposit about seven or eight inches there and of course blow it around. And now the strongest of that uh, lake effect, the intense stuff, the stuff that's causing whiteouts, is right across Grand Island. It continues through Wheatfield over River Road. Lockport has been in and out of this. If you're by the car dealers in, in Lockport on the south side, you're getting very heavy snow. Once you cross the canal and slide up 78 just a little bit, uh, you go back into, uh, wouldn't call it clear sky, but you, are, you drive right out of it. In the city of Buffalo, I'm looking at the camera right now, it's as clear as it's been. Uh, we've had the blowing snow. That's still happening, but visibility from the camera I'm on, I can see all the way uh, out to Lake Erie. So that's uh, been as good as it's been in Buffalo, certainly better than last time. The distance of the heavy snow runs from exactly the Grand, the North Grand Island Bridge to about um, about the South Grand Island Bridge, the width of Grand Island. And then inland it spreads out a little bit, but suffice to say it hits Lockport and then weakens as it gets to Medina. This is still going to continue, at least the prognosis is, and this is probably the next big test in the computer models. Um, the forecast is that just about all of them bring this thing south back into the south town. So it will swing back through the city, portions of uh, Clarence, Williamsville, Harris Hill, Akron, Depew, and then it will make its way into the South Towns. That happens tonight after around 8 o'clock. It looks like it should make it back uh, into the South Towns all the way from Dunkirk, uh, Angola on the Lake, Hamburg, Lake Erie Beach, Silver Creek, areas that have seen the clouds out over the lake all day today. That's when it begins impacting them. Hamburg and Lancaster as well. It looks like that's going to be there right through uh, Chris, or I should say, Christmas Eve night. And then Christmas morning, it'll be the south towns that are getting hit by this, possibly even a little bit further south than, uh, than just the uh, West Seneca border, but probably more like the Boston Hills, that area, Southern Erie County, Eden. That's where it lives during the morning hours, and then it will uh, kind of migrate in that area for about a 12-hour period, allegedly. And then it begins kind of working its way back north mm. during the evening hours again, but in a much weakened form by the end of the day on Sunday. Andy, what has been the most striking part of this storm to you? Has it been the seiche which took place? Has it been the wind? Has it been the temperature? Has it been the uh, the snow and the amazing drifts that you told us would happen? 
yeah, which one of these, um, I, the water in and of itself is an entirely different animal. The, 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 I think how fast the temperature dropped. If, if there's one thing, I mean, it, maybe it's not the most sexy element of the storm, but the, uh, the speed at which the temperature dropped was ahead of what the computer models had. It was supposed to kind of, it was going to go 40s, 30s, 20s, teens, and it went from the 40s right down to about 19 degrees. And then we were in the single digits, which was further further than Prague. And that, I think, when you look at that with the winds, it's just the, um, uh, the, the wind chill and the temperature is, the, I think, the thing that kind of puts this real. I mean, the visibility is there, but, boy, you combine these frigid cold temperatures with it, and that is... Uh, that, that, that makes it up to another level. Uh, Andy, of course, uh, we have a lot of people who are stranded uh, in Cheektowaga and Amherst and North Buffalo and uh, all adjacent communities uh, who have been in, uh, in the teeth of the band of lake effect snow for quite some time. Um, do you have any good news uh, for tonight or tomorrow morning? Not especially. I, if, you're in, if you're in the Cheektowaga, Buffalo area, um, even um, Amherst and, and Williamsville, those are the spots that right now you want to be you want to be able to access those folks and, and get them free because that snow band is going to come back through there. So areas of Buffalo and uh, Williamsville, um, Cheektowaga, those those areas are getting a break and have had a break today while this band has set kind of over the Tonawandas and Kenmore. When it comes back through, you're going to find conditions deteriorating rapidly we're going to go right back to those whiteout conditions the winds are still rather gusty out there not to the level they were last night but still enough that the, the snow is going to go sideways and it's going to hamper any efforts for people to uh to get around or or get safe uh it's also going to hamper efforts to get the power back on as well which is also affecting a lot of folks i have uh three or four uh friends who in the um uh, the Chicktawaga area that they were the first ones to have their power go out and uh, and they don't know when to expect it back on with temperatures like this it's not a great situation so Andy we've spoken with uh, the Chick uh, I'm sorry Andy we, we've spoken with the police chief of Chicktawaga a couple of times uh, Brian Gould uh, during the program uh, yesterday and today and uh, he was kind of surprised that Chicktawaga was like the ground zero of the storm is that a correct statement? Uh, they were in, yeah, they were in the snow zone. They, uh, they were the target area. I think when we put out the snow map, it was that 30 inch number. We drew a, a something that went, uh, encompassed all of Buffalo, um, up through, uh, kind of Kenmore, Chicktawaga, Williamsville, Sloan. And we said that this was, that was going to be the area that was going to be the hardest hit out of this with the combination of, uh, wind and snow. So, um, uh, I mean, they were they were in the cone. It's not like mm. it's not as if they were outside, and and this was a surprise that uh, that they were involved. No, in, indeed, and uh, they got uh, they got nailed uh, very very badly uh, by this uh, by this storm, um, and a lot of people, of course, are, are suffering, uh, and a lot of people are concerned. Uh, a selfish question, Andy. Uh, you know where our radio station is located. Um, I don't think anybody who's here uh, plans on going home tonight is even going to make the attempt, and uh, I don't believe that uh, we're going to get home tomorrow night either. Uh, looking outside, you're going to be right in the area where you're having the the steadiest snow with the gusty winds, and that transition out of there isn't going to happen until 
uh, probably later into the evening when that snow band starts to make that shift down to the south. And watching on this thing, it, it appears that that is a number of hours away. And as you know, things don't improve the second that it moves out of your area. You'd still have to deal with the drifts, and then they haven't even been able to handle the road. So no. you're right. I think you might be uh, – what you see is what you get for a while. Incidentally, a quick statistic on the storm with the updated snow total from the Weather Service – uh, in a normal year, on an average Buffalo winter, we amass 95 inches of snow. This year already, before we've even arrived at Christmas, we've already crossed the 70-inch mark and are within about 20 of the uh, yearly total. Please don't encourage it anymore, Andy. Please don't encourage it. Um <laughs> <laughs> Andy, um, thank you very much for the information. Anything that you feel it's important to get out there to people that uh, I did not specifically ask you? I think uh, the South Towns. It would be be on guard as this arrives. Uh, I know that a lot of folks have kind of said, okay, hey, this is a North Town event. The, uh, everything that all the data points that this comes back through the city and into the South Towns uh, tonight and tomorrow. So just be prepared for that element of it. All right, Andy, uh, I don't know where you find the strength or stamina, but uh, um, I will try not to bother you this evening, but uh, you can always ignore me or send me somewhat obscene text back. I'll certainly understand. That's fine. Uh, you've got my text number. You let me know. And, uh, Andy, you want to give the information so people can uh, make sure they're part of uh, Andy Parker's weather info? Oh, absolutely, yeah. The, uh, the best way to kind of stay ahead of this is uh, sometimes the app on your phone isn't doing you justice, but your text will. You can text me, 503-ANDY in the 716. It's 503-2639. If you send a text to that number and type the word weather, just say weather, you'll get a text back right away with updated info. If you have a question, just type it, and we'll get back to you and try to help you as just you are doing with your listeners as well. Andy Parker, meteorologist, I really don't have the words except thank you so much. You've helped so many people, and uh, your forecast, you know, we took a little grief for hyping the storm. I don't think anybody's going to accuse us of that now. No, I think we accurately broke down the elements of this. I remember doing that with you piece by piece, and uh, and it was, it was great. I think as far as the storm goes, uh, people were more prepared for this one than they were for what happened in – 77 when it comes to awareness indeed andy parker thanks again merry christmas i'll try not to be too big a, a grinch here for you okay thank you tom have a good one andy parker meteorologist extraordinaire on news radio 930 wben and uh, just so you know folks uh, it is bowerly and uh, you're listening to continuing coverage of the blizzard of 22 and uh, i'll be with you for a while joe beamer is going to step in to uh, give me relief and uh, pasquale maggiore is also here uh, david bellavia is on standby tim wenger is on standby brayton wilson is on standby so we have a lot of resources uh, those of us who are at the radio station of course uh, we're not going to go anywhere <laughs> i wish i could say it was because out of a profound sense of duty to you but the fact is even if we wanted to we couldn't go anywhere so you're stuck with us on News Radio 930 WBEN. I just feel so bad for those of you who are stranded, for those of you who are without power, without heat. Um, and, you know, this is a great time 
to remember that we are the community of good neighbors. So if you know that you've got things that other people don't have and it's just a question of getting them into your house and sharing, uh, this would be really in the true example of uh, of, of Christmas. Uh, you could be a Christmas angel to somebody. And uh, something else, too, with these snow drifts, if you have a dog, if you have a dog, please understand these snow drifts are so high that you may think you have a fenced-in yard, you don't have a fenced-in yard. Your dog can so easily walk away from your yard with these snow drifts. I cannot encourage you enough when you take the dog out to, uh, well, keep it on a leash and you yourself dress very, very warmly. And at the very least, just keep a nonstop eye on your dog in your backyard. It is so easy to lose a dog in this weather. And we don't want anybody to go through that because uh, then people get involved and then people get in trouble. And the best way is just to prevent that. Don't keep, don't let that dog out of your sight uh, when little Missy goes out to go doo-doo. Do not let the dog out of your sight. Um, well, I didn't know another way to put it. Here's Fatima in uh, Buffalo on WBEN. Fatima, welcome to the program. Hello. Thank you so much for taking my call. Of course. Um, I, I just wanted to um, maybe get some assistance. Um, my husband and daughter are stuck in North Buffalo. Um, they are in the parking lot of Tops on uh, 202101 Elmwood Avenue. Um, he's lost power. They both lost um, juice for their phone, so I have no way of knowing if they're okay, what's going on, whether they have, have gas, and he's also diabetic um, and hasn't taken his meds in 24 hours. They've been there for 24 hours. Okay, this is a priority situation if uh, I've ever heard one. Um, how, how old is your husband? My husband is 54. Five or six four? Uh, five, oh, five. 54, okay, five. Fi- fi- 54, yeah. and your daughter is how old? 18. 18. Okay, uh, folks, listen up. Uh, those of you with snowmobiles, those of you, I mean, I, I hope they're dressed appropriately for the weather, Fatima. Yes. Okay, uh, but you don't know how much gas they have. They have no cell phone availability. They, they don't have chargers. The f- cell phones are dead. And the last time you spoke with them was when? About 8.30 this morning. 8.30 a.m. Okay, so ladies and gentlemen, uh, those of you in law enforcement and first responders, uh, if you're listening to this show, uh, I believe if you were triaging, this would be a priority call. We have a diabetic 54-year-old male and an 18-year-old female stranded at the Tops parking lot, 2101 Elmwood Avenue in Buffalo. Last contact was 8.30 a.m. That is uh, North Buffalo, and uh, they really, really, really could use some help. Uh, And there's no way of knowing how much gas they have because they are incommunicado. They are out of communication and uh, I hope if they're listening, they know that with two of them, they can snuggle up together and share body heat. That's something that's very important uh, that we've mentioned uh, previously uh, on other programs here. But uh, 
if if they need to stay warm, they can snuggle together and, and share body heat. That's a good way to do it. I, I hope that we're able to get help to them. Have you tried the Blizzard of twenty two um, twenty uh, Blizzard of twenty twenty two Facebook page? That's a site where people are reaching out for people to help them. Um, I did not know about this uh, Facebook page, so I will try that after we hang up. Thank okay, you. Fatima, um, please let us know uh, what is your husband's first name. Mark. Mark. Okay, uh, we need help from Mark in a big way. Um, how long before it gets to the danger point with his diabetes meds? I'm I'm not sure because I believe that um, the last time he took it was early um, yesterday morning, very early, and he takes it tw- he takes it in the morning in the evening. So that's all right. All right, love. Um, Quite a few, yes. The information is out there. Just do us a kindness and call us back uh, if and when you hear some good news, okay? Will do. Thank you. Okay, thank you very much, Fatima. 54-year-old diabetic male named Mark, 18-year-old daughter, stuck in a car, 2101 Elmwood, the Tops parking lot, and uh, he's diabetic and needs his meds. It's 3.31 at News Radio 930 WBEN. It's Bowerly. We'll continue taking your calls. I sure hope we're able to help people out. And we have a word from uh, Elma, a report that the Elma Water Department is aware of a water pressure issue on the south end of Elma. Updates as we get them on News Radio 930 WBEN. Certainly hope uh, there isn't a break situation because who knows when the water people are going to be able to get out there, much less uh, take care of business. Um, but uh, we just thought we'd pass that information on to you. Now, of course, uh, when, when people call in with uh, situations that are emergency situation, we have to assume that they already have called 911. Please understand, people, the 911 system is absolutely overwhelmed. I will say that again. The 911 system is overwhelmed. That is why we have to help our neighbors. 911 is absolutely overwhelmed with calls. Emergency services To put it very frankly, emergency services cannot respond. I'll say that again. Emergency services cannot respond. So the easier we make it for the emergency services, the better it is for everybody. So be extra, extra careful. There is no reason to shovel snow right now and risk a heart attack because if you go down, you're not going to get up again and you're going to die. If you have asthma... You go outside, you fall down, you can't get up, you're going to die. I don't usually make such pronouncements because I don't like to, but it is a very, very serious situation. Do not underestimate what we are experiencing right now. The best thing I can tell you is if you are in a situation where you are warm and safe, stay in the situation where you are warm and safe. There is nothing out there that is worth seeing. There's nothing out there worth getting that is worth risking not only your life, but the lives of the first responders who are going to have to come to your assistance. And we've had police and fire personnel and other emergency responders. um, We've had these people on duty now for over a day many of them without rest, many of them without respite. There comes a point where all of us have to take a break. 
and unfortunately, you are in a helping profession. You don't want to take a break. Your goal, uh, your your inner you is telling you to keep on going and going and going because you don't want to let people down. Unfortunately, that uh, fatigue can lead to an increased susceptibility to all kinds of cold-related things. So please, please, please prevent as much as possible any risk of injury, even something silly like chopping up uh, onions for a salad. Don't cut your finger. Um, if you do, there's plenty of first aid advice available for you online. You want to elevate, you want to put pressure on it, uh, and uh, just make sure that you don't uh, don't make sure that you don't uh, do it in the first place. Uh, let's go now to WBEN's Tim Wenger. We haven't heard from Tim for a while. Uh, Tim Wenger joining us live on WBEN. Tim, uh, how are you holding up? I am doing fine, Tom. It's really uh, just a bizarre reversal of the the, the worlds here with uh, the the South Towns in the clear for the most part for now and uh, things changing obviously later this evening. But uh, just it's unbelievable the situation and the the, the visuals that I'm getting and seeing uh, from where you sit there in Amherst and and then pointing north from there. It's just uh, it's just unbelievable. Well, Tim, I I can barely keep up at this point with the pictures that people are sending in uh, from points all over Western New York, and we're putting them on the Bowerly on WBEN Facebook page. Um, have you had any flashbacks during the past uh, 24 hours to the blizzard of 77? Granted, uh, we were teenagers at that point, uh, but uh, I certainly have vivid memories. I'm sure you do. And looking out the window, uh, especially, you know, we, we can I can see the silhouette of the building across the way, but that's about it. Yeah, you know, I guess the flashbacks are, are, are more like the, you know, um, comparing memories of that uh, storm to, you know, what's unfolding in, uh, in front of us. Susan and I, we, when we spoke with Andy earlier today, I know you just talked with him, but when we talked to him earlier today, we were making some comparisons. And he said, be real careful about making that comparison right now, um, because he's not ready to. Um, I mean, certainly we can compare, but don't be so fast to say this storm, um, you know, will uh, trounce it or, or surpass it, etc. Um, you know, he said when you look back at uh, old file footage and photos from the blizzard of 77, you're seeing drifts as high as the, uh, uh, you know, the light pole. Uh, on the um, on you know on the telephone pole, the utility pole, uh, you know drifts higher than the roofs of homes, and uh, you know we're certainly seeing some impressive stuff like that. Um, but I'm not sure we're at that point yet, and it's it's weird because I do think we're going to come out of this storm with much more snow falling from the sky than during the blizzard of '77. But as you well know, most of that snow just blew off the lake and was enough to uh, you know bury the city of Buffalo. What I what I kind of do remember, Tom, and and can can make the comparison is this um, this feeling of angst that the community you know it's kind of like over you know overhanging over the community you know of, of of you know worrying about our our brothers and sisters out there that are stuck in cars uh, you know in homes that need help um, you know I remember all of that I remember you know try you know the the visuals of people being rescued with snowmobiles and um, you know all of the angst that goes along with these storms it's so strange stressful uh, physically it's so stressful mentally and I think that we are definitely seeing and there's a direct comparison uh, to what happened in 77 with that regard I would say yeah I mean to me 77 was a once in a lifetime storm but that is not to underestimate the ferocity or persistency of what we are seeing right now 
and the calls for help uh, that have been coming in from people. I mean, Tim, it, it's very heartbreaking to sit here, despite all of our technological advances since 1977, to hear from people like Sheriff Garcia, uh, to hear from the chief of Chictawaga and other first responders that 911 is overwhelmed. And most disturbingly of all, if you have an emergency situation, they can't get to you. Right. You know, a couple of points, too, on, on the, uh, you know, the duress that a lot of people are going through. We are still in touch. I, I told the story, Susan and I, this morning on the air. We're in touch with uh, a young man who is, um, he's stranded on Elk Street, along with others. Um, he's been there since 1130 yesterday morning. He's, he's in a vehicle, and they just gained access to a building nearby that has no heat, no electricity, uh, but it gave them, you know, just some shelter different from a car. So they, they did uh, meander in there. Um, they're still waiting for help. There is a utility truck with them. There is a fire truck that became stuck with them. Um, that is how impressive this is and in a very, you know, tragic way that these these folks are, are just largely stranded in modern day life. I mean, it's hard to think that. And I was on the phone with someone else earlier today, you know, kind of t- talking about our coverage. And they said, is it really that bad? Because they're out in uh, the South Towns and they're wondering, like, you know, what's the big deal? Um, You know, so if you're not plugged in, if you're not paying attention and you're not in it, you could certainly be lulled into a, hey, I think I'll go out and take a ride, you know, somewhere um, and suddenly find yourself driving into that band. And uh, that's dangerous, too. And I think that's why we're hearing those those pleas coming from the emergency officials uh, continually to just regardless of where you are, just stay off the roads and help them out and and keep one less person off to the side of the road for sure. Yeah, uh, folks, uh, one of the things that uh, we we brought up earlier, but in aviation, there's something called a sucker hole where oh, you think uh, you're out of the woods and you go up and uh, you uh, if you come down, it's not in quite the way you expected to. And the same thing could be said for dr- uh, ground travel as well. Uh, if you're in the South Towns right now, do not be lulled into a false sense of security and get in your car thinking, well, it's no big deal because. The resources of, for example, the Erie County Sheriff's Department, the New York State Police, the local fire companies, they are strained to the max here in northern Erie County because of people who felt the same way. Oh, it's no big deal. I can go out and get some beer. I can go out and get some cigarettes. And uh, it really is a big deal. And I think that that is becoming obvious the more and more people with whom we speak on News Radio 930 WBEN who are reaching out uh, to us uh, for help or to get somebody to help them, uh, like the people on the 198, like the people at the tops on Elmwood. These are heartbreaking calls. Uh, The guys uh, stuck in the car at uh, Fillmore and uh, Verdun. These are very heartbreaking calls. And, you know, in a way, Tim, you feel guilty because we're sitting here all warm and snug as a bug in a rug, as they used to say, and to know that our fellow people are outside and uh, unable to get inside into any place nice and cozy, it's, uh, it's heartbreaking. Buffalo Bills have yeah, just scored indeed. another touchdown, by the way. They now lead 21-13 over the Chicago Bears. There you go. There's a distraction that uh, a lot of folks need for sure. And, uh, you know, this this band, too, as, as I'm sure Andy was, uh, you know, I was listening in on, on Andy and, and 
you know, giving his expertise on where this thing's going to go. It's going to be late, late tonight before that thing um, really kind of gets south of downtown Buffalo and south of uh, the airport, for example, uh, and then crosses through the south towns and begins to weaken during the day tomorrow. So, uh, you know, anyone, here's another thing that we talked a lot about this morning time. I think, you know, one of the problems this weekend is, of course, the Christmas holiday. Um, and there's a pressure on a lot of people and families that they be able to do their annual traditions, whatever they may be, whether it's religious ceremonies, families, you know, a com- uh, combination of both. Um, and I think a lot of people think, well, the Lake Effect Band will be south of Buffalo tonight by midnight. So all is good, right? I can go to mass and I can, you know, resume, you know, my family celebration tomorrow. And that's really not going to be the case. The driving bands are still in place. Uh, churches, for the most part, have uh, shifted to online or canceling their services, more online, I believe, than than the latter. Um, and you're not going to be able to get out anywhere. You're, you, the great example is the studios at the station. Um, just because the the Lake Effect Snow, you know, band shifts south doesn't miraculously move the vehicles <laughs> no, and drifts that are blocking the entrance to 500 Corporate Parkway. No, literally, so I think, uh, uh, yeah, Tim, we have to be careful about... As Timmer, as you are aware, we couldn't leave the station if we wanted to. So you have a bunch of captive uh, employees here at WBEN <laughs> because we couldn't get out of the parking lot if we wanted. And even if we did, getting onto Maple Road, uh, I sure I wouldn't take Maple Road. I'd take Sweet Home to Sheridan, and I know that I wouldn't get anywhere. So what's the point? Right. It, it's just uh, so I, I think everybody, if you're not resigned already, that it is not going to be a normal Christmas and you just need to get that into your head um, that the sooner rather than the later. I mean, I've certainly understood that. Uh, obviously, you're living it. You're working through it. Um, but it's just a different year and uh, celebrate next week. You know, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year's. Yeah. Um, and just but, you know, it's 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 hard. It's difficult. But, uh, you know, like you said, you're in a warm studio. I'm in a warm house. And uh, there are people out there that uh, they need help right now. And, um, you know, got to think about those folks, too, as, as we all kind of uh, get into Christmas Eve on a very strange and odd uh, 2022 for sure. Well, uh, we are at the point where uh, tomorrow we will be running out of food, so we're trying to figure out uh, who is the first to get dined upon here uh, at uh, Odyssey, and we're going to take lots on that, just so you're well aware that uh, there might be some (laughs) things going on here that uh, we shouldn't probably talk about on the air. Uh, But, uh, no, just kidding. We're fine. And please, don't anybody, and don't anybody think of running food to us. It isn't worth it. We can go hungry. It's not a big deal. You can't get your life back. And plus, where are you going to get food anyway? Every place is closed. We're fine. We're not going to. We're not going to dwindle and pine away to nothing. So don't worry about it. Hopefully, other people, Tim, uh, were able to make uh, provisions before the full fury of the storm fell upon us. Yeah, it's uh, it, it put put a lot of people in a difficult spot. Everything's closed. You know, like you said, even if you wanted to go out and get something and do something, um, it's closed unless you've got it. Um, you know, on hand, you don't have it. So, um, really a very challenging year, for sure, for many different reasons. You, know, you might have sent Joe Beamer to a liquor store uh, when he had the availability to do so. Uh, <laughs> that's my only complaint with you, Mr. Wenger. Uh, but this this whole situation, again, if I if I had to sum it up in a word today, it's, it's heartbreaking because some of the calls have come in. We heard from uh, a senior citizen lady who can see the breath in her home. And we had Dr. James Harris on explaining that uh, without proper clothing and nutrition, a 
home that is uh, 58 or 60 degrees, um, that can be uh, that can be an issue. That can be a real problem um, if somebody doesn't have a lot of fat. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of different things going on, right? I mean, there's people with medication issues, there's nutrition issues, there's, you know, without electricity and, you know, oxygen and CPAPs and all sorts of different things going on that we don't think about um, that uh, this situation is uh, is dangerous and can be life-altering, if not threatening, um, for sure. And that that is why I think um, there's such a, a sense of urgency when we hear, uh, you know, folks like the mayor, et cetera, uh, you know, pleading with people to stay home and let the emergency crews do what they're, uh, you know, trained to do and give them the uh, the wherewithal to do it by not clogging phone lines with, uh, you know, meaningless calls, et cetera. So um, it really is troubling. And uh, there's an awful lot of good stuff going on out there. And I know a lot of the calls have pointed that out throughout the day. Um, a lot of good Samaritan actions. Um, you know, be safe if you're doing it. But if you're able to help someone out, um, it's, it's a great story, whether it's Christmas or not. And, uh, you know, I'm always happy to hear those kinds of things. People helping neighbors, knowing someone alone and in trouble so um yeah and this it's buffalo it's western new york and there, there will be those stories indeed and this this is really a situation where um obviously this is more difficult for people who live uh, in the country although i found the people who live in the country are typically a little more prepared for situations like this maybe than some suburban dwellers who are two miles away from the nearest grocery store but uh it, by all means if if you have a neighbor in particular a senior citizen neighbor or uh, a neighbor with uh, some kind of special health need, this would be an ideal opportunity to check up on them, make sure that they've got heat, make sure that they have warm clothes or blankets or skull hats, uh, make sure uh, that they've got uh, uh, food. You, you just you want to check up on your neighbors. You know the people on your street, in your neighborhood uh, that you know have had some health issues. Um, please make sure to check up on them. But as you check up on them, uh, make sure that you are bundled properly. Uh, my ex-wife, by the way, is a veteran cross-country skier and has uh, the very finest in winter gear. So she was able to drop off the candles and make it home safely, not without causing me a degree of angst. <laughs> Poor Cassandra, the way you t- well, I, I, I mean, here I am saying, hey, stay in if you're warm and safe, warm and safe. And then, oh, my goodness, I cannot believe she's doing that. But, um, yeah, she's got uh, she's got state of the art warm weather gear. And it was a very close. It was a very close situation. So um, I feel a lot better about that now. Uh, but anyway, Tim, uh, we here at WBEN, as you are well aware, uh, we are going to be here for the uh, duration. And uh, we're just wondering if Odyssey is going to send us a bill like a hotel at the end of this <laughs> no, they're not going to send you a bill they're going to send you a check <laughs> <laughs> all right uh tim we will talk uh, soon fair enough i'll be here all right, WBEN's Tim Wenger joining us on News Radio 930 WBEN. Uh, David Bellavia is going to pop in in the next hour on News Radio 930. Uh, Joe Beamer is uh, going to tap me out at some point. We don't know quite when yet. And then Joe is uh, going to come and say, Hey, Bowerly, get on the air. So uh, we, you've got full coverage here. Uh, we've got places this to sleep. Live. Uh, yeah, it's it's live. Michelle, hey, you're yeah. on News Radio 930 WBEN. I'm certainly glad we're alive. What can we do for you, my dear? I was wondering for the people in Hoover Beach that got severe damage to their homes, would there be any kind of federal aid to help them? 
Uh, that is a question mark right now. The governor is applying. She's going through the process of getting federal aid because of this storm, whether it will apply to Hoover Beach. I can't imagine why it wouldn't. Okay. Um, but I, I, can't, I can't guarantee that. But, yeah. you know, if you will remember back in 77, that was declared a federal disaster. Uh, Jimmy Carter sent his son Chip to Buffalo to check everything out, reporting back to Jimmy Carter in Washington. Uh, it mm-hmm. was, Buffalo was declared a uh, disaster area. I, I suspect the same thing is uh, going to happen this time. But to what extent individuals are going to be helped, I don't know. What, what do you know about what's happening at Hoover Beach? I have friends who live there, and there's a lot of damage. Uh, don't know if they can come back. That's why I was wondering. Damage that is so serious that... Uh, yeah, the walls are collapsing. Uh, as you know, um, Angola was one of the communities that had a voluntary evacuation going on. Were your friends also asked to voluntarily yes. evacuate? Yes, they left, and it's a good thing. Um, I would absolutely imagine if you've got walls coming in, that's a dreadful thing to think about. Yeah. Um, yeah, to, so to answer your specific question, the aid is being applied for by the governor, who is a Democrat, to the president, who is a Democrat. Um, I think it's a safe bet that uh, that probably will happen, especially the way D.C. is spending money uh, at this point. And if you're going to spend money, uh, this situation here is certainly a situation that is uh, worthy of a disaster declaration. Um, again, when you have when you have people who are dying in the storm, and so far there are three reported fatalities, two medical emergencies in Chictawaga, yeah. one a body found on the street or in the sidewalk at Kensington and Bailey, and I have a grave fear that uh, we're going to see other um, fatalities before this situation is fully taken care of. Right, I pray not. Uh, yeah, I, I pray not, but Unfortunately, uh, I, I'm afraid. Uh, I'm afraid we are. I, I hope not, but uh, I'm afraid. Um, thank you very much uh, for the call, Michelle. I appreciate it. Okay, thank you so much. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you too, and a happy uh, seventh night of Hanukkah uh, to those of the Jewish faith who are listening to the program today. Um, it is Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN, part of continuing coverage of the blizzard of 22. Uh, Jimmy Love, Jimmy Stelliano, is uh, behind the scenes. He has been working um, incredible hours. Jerry Craig has been working incredible hours. Uh, Joe Beamer, I hope you got a little bit of sleep because he's going to be coming up with you in uh, an hour. Uh, or thereabouts, uh, David Bellavia is going to tap into the show. So you might go from uh, Bowerly and Bellavia to... Uh, Beamer and Bellavia. Uh, we just love the letter B here at News Radio 930 WBEN. The Buffalo Bills have just scored another touchdown, a toss to Dawson Knox. And before the extra point, it is the Bills 34, the Chicago Bears 13, and that is late in the fourth quarter. Uh, beautiful route by Dawson Knox, beautiful catch in a very cold day in Chicago. Uh, it is uh, Bowerly at News Radio 930 WBEN. Welcome to the program. Uh, this is continuing coverage of the blizzard of 2022. Uh, Buffalo Bills victorious over the uh, Chicago Bears uh, in a big way. And a lot of Buffalo fans clearly were able to get to Chicago and uh, make the trip. But uh, the Buffalo Bills, again, winning today in Chicago. Jimmy Levy was 35 13. 
35-13, the uh, final score. Sorry, I had a little bit of a brain glitch. Uh, joining us right now, we have WBEN's David Bellavia. David, this has been a really incredible time to work. Um, uh, thinking back to some of the calls you took this morning, you know, the fellas who were stranded at uh, Fillmore and Verdun, um, last we heard, still were stranded there, and uh, they're really running very low on fuel. I uh, just I, I just hate to imagine what they're going through. You know, Tom, first of all, I want to say uh, you do an outstanding job, as you always have, but uh, this is especially, you know, I mean, look, there's a lot of first responders. There's a lot of people out there. No one's going to have a normal Christmas holiday around this storm. It's just the way it is, and people are sacrificing all over the place. But my God, are optics so important right now, Tom? And when you've got elected officials and you've got people freezing in vehicles and in apartments with electric heat and they're in the dark and this is going on, you know, 26, 30 hours without, you know, any heat or any electricity, the things that we say in these moments just are windows into the soul. And, I, and I'm, 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 I'm begging I'm begging our state officials to show half of the heart and empathy that the residents of Western New York are showing every single day. Our callers, our first responders out there. I mean, I, I just cannot hear the governor giving a lecture on, on, on climate change right now, Tom. I mean, it's just woefully, woefully out of line. It's outrageous. And it just shows that we just don't have any idea. We're way over our skis. And we don't realize that there are people still suffering. You want to lecture us? Lecture us after everyone is home, after everyone has their power on. Then you can start talking about your wood-burning stoves and your natural gas. You can't do it now, Tom. You can't. Well, I mean, as far as the governor is concerned, I mean, if this isn't an example of why 2030 we should not be uh, mandating that uh, new constructions have electric appliances and not natural gas, I, I don't know what is. Uh, I'm encouraging everybody to take a picture outside their window and send it to their local elected official asking, how is my electric system supposed to work when I haven't had electric in over a day? Right. And you, you know, you were doing those shows, what, two weeks ago, three weeks ago. I mean, the, no idea the storm was on the horizon. We were dealing with November at that point or 2.0, whatever we were calling it. But now you, you look at this now and you think to yourself, I mean, you know, these are people are scared, you know, and, and how much of when you go through bad times, whether it's your health, finances, you, you get your heart broken. How much of that is just the way you would you address adversity? You're, you're cold in a car. You just want someone to listen to you. You just want someone to vent to, right? You call into a radio station and say, please come help me. Is there someone out there that cares? And, and, and the, the mindset of people in that moment is everything. Keeping a positive attitude and being able to say, all right, help us come and help us come in five hours, six hours. You got to give people something. But what you can't do I don't want to see 12 uh, state officials looking fresh and dapper in a press conference. Someone pick up a shovel. Someone go outside. Remember those press conferences where there were like snow plows waxed and, and like pointed their plows together yeah. for the backdrop of Cuomo? <laughs> Get one of them on the damn road, dude. I mean, seriously, it's the optics and it's a ho it looks horrible.
It just looks horrible. Yeah, I I, uh, I can't disagree with you. I mean, at this point, of course, uh, you know, locally we've heard that uh, a lot of the plows have been taken off the roads because the drivers simply can't see. The visibility simply isn't there. And uh, this, this is about the clearest. Uh, I've seen it all day right now, but I know that we're going to be going back into the thickest of the uh, snow bend uh, probably – uh, probably uh, in in a little bit, but you know, as as you were on the air, David, um, are are there certain calls for those who haven't been listening all day to News Radio nine thirty WBen? Are there certain calls that uh, are are staying with you even now? I mean, I'm thinking about a lady who called in last night at a uh, low income senior uh, apartment complex off of Mill Street in Williamsville, and uh, they didn't have uh, electricity or heat. It was a guy named Clifford that called in, and he lives in an apartment complex not too far away from, uh, you know, ECMC. And he was just saying, you know, I got 250 people in the dark, haven't had power since last night at 9 p.m. They're cold. They're scared. They're in wheelchairs. You know, how, how, what, are we, what am I supposed to do? He, he broke down. He's charging his phone and his car to get back. He's doing whatever he can to help. And, you know, you, we had Don who was in a car and he was just like, I don't know what else to do. I'm out in the middle of nowhere. No one can see me. Nobody knows. And what do you, you know, you leave your car. Now you have the, the problems of, you know, getting hit by someone or, or walking. How knows who knows how far and how long the questions you're asking people when they're in their cars, by the way, are the same questions that a 911 operator is going to ask someone. I mean, it's what are you wearing? How old are you? How can we identify you? You're putting out information to a radio host, and he's saying, okay, if you come across a white you know, Ford, there's a 65-year-old man in there and an 18-year-old girl in there, and, and they need insulin. Because you know what? When you get up to someone who needs insulin, they might not be making sense. They, they might be confused. They might be you know, in a state that they're just, they've been cold and they're, they're uh they're not a sound mind so i mean these are really it's an important service and to hear people struggling and to hear people scared and to hear people not knowing what's going on and then you know you just want someone to have an answer and it's easy to hit national you know grid and the plows aren't no one's doing everyone wants to blame people for not doing enough i just expect when the buck stops at the executive of the state I'm not going to, you know, I'm not banning burning tires and baby seals. And, you know, it just it's it's just woefully out of line. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I tell you what, if you want to uh, get into the uh, conversation, uh, those of you who, uh, you know, if, if you're scared, I mean, David brought up a really good point. And we've we've heard from a lot of really scared people and a lot of people who have been in need of assistance today. Um, we've heard from people who have helped other people today. Uh, if you need help, look, we are not 911. 911 should definitely be your first call, okay? 911 should definitely be your first call. But as we have stated uh, repeatedly, 
and it believe me, it pains every one of us to have to say this, there are really no emergency services. This is as close to being on your own as you are ever going to be. And this is precisely why um, we are appealing to the uh, better nature of uh, people in our audience who do have the kind of equipment that is needed to at least get to some of these people and get them to a warming area or an area where uh, they might at least uh, be available to be uh, transported to a hospital uh, in the case of diabetic shock, in the case of hypothermia or, or something um, of those lines. If uh, you are in need of assistance, again, 911 should be your first call, but there's no guarantee 911 is going to be able to help you in the least, not in the least. So um, you may call us if you've helped somebody, if you've been helped uh, by somebody, uh, you want to throw some uh, laurels at somebody, uh, be sure to give us a call at 803 803- 0930, star 930 on the cell phone, 1-800-616-WBEN. Bowerly, Bellavia with you on the radio on this uh, Saturday, uh, celebrating a Buffalo Bills win at Chicago, but also um, where our hearts are really is uh, here in, in western New York uh, with those of you who don't have power, who don't have heat. And I, I wish, and I know David wishes, that we were able to tell you, okay, National Grid says they're going to have Amherst back up uh, by 6 o'clock tonight. The fact of the matter is, we don't know. The fact of the matter is, and it pains me to say this, National Grid can't know. Because for National Grid people to go somewhere, they need drivable roads. Right now, driving is absolutely impossible in the areas where the snow has been coming down since yesterday morning. So if you can't plow a road, you can't get National Grid or NYSEG out to that particular location to do anything. So realizing that this is probably going to be a longer-term event than you might imagine Um, try to think ahead and try to anticipate to things you might need that hopefully you already have. Uh, Think about what might be in your linen closet. Think about what might be in that cedar chest you've got. Uh, This might be the time to uh, bring out some old quilts that you haven't seen since 1978, and nobody's going to criticize you for lime green shag coats at this point, believe me. 803-0930 is the phone number, star 930 on the cell phone, 1-800-616-WBEN. You know, David, the the biggest um, bummer that I feel is not knowing if anybody is going out to help the people that have been calling in uh, who've needed help. Yeah, I thought that you brought up a point maybe two hours ago, though, that just absolutely, it's one of those things where you just think, wow, I really wish I said that. All these idiots on four-wheelers all throughout the summer harassing people. All the reports of the videos that we see everywhere of people on all-terrain vehicles just driving around the city acting like knuckleheads. Not a single one of them? Where are they? I mean, wouldn't that be great if we just had this roving gangs that go out of their way to help out in a time of need? I mean, that that was such a brilliant point that, that I thought, you know, where are these things? Yeah, when you don't want them, they're every they're underfoot, and when you need them, they're nowhere to be seen. And again, those of you with the ATVs, redeem your reputations. Uh, dress safely, dress as warmly as you can. But if you know of people in in danger, if you know of people in need. Um, and you hear about it here, you hear about it on that Facebook page, 
and you can safely do it, and you're not going to put yourself at risk at all because you've got a vehicle th- that can traverse these things. Um, please uh, try to help your fellow citizens and uh, know where you're going to take them before you pick them up. Know where the warming centers are. Know where the fire halls are. Uh, know where, well, if, if they're open, the post office. I mean, David, we had uh, 10 people. We still have 10 people stranded at the Williamsville post office and Sheridan Drive across from Wegmans, and uh, they're, they're sleeping on mail sacks. <laughs> wow. Yes. Uh, I don't know how many. Oh, no. No, it's so, M-A-I-L <laughs> sacks. Is, uh, we you, want to be clear you. about that. Well, here's... <laughs> Here's the problem. You know, uh, municipalities are in a really tough situation. We heard from, you know, Sheriff Garcia. You know, you want to listen. It, look, we're not in this situation with people stranded on the roads. If people listen to begin with, and we get that. And there's a lot of people that thought I got a four-wheel drive. Maybe I survived 77. Well, you survived 77 when you were 21, and you're 73 now. And, you know, it's a little bit different. Things have changed. I understand that people did not listen. But it's very difficult to tell people to stay off the roads and obey us when there's no timeline as to when my mother, my aunt, my brother, my sister are gonna get out of the frozen car. When you don't have uh, information that's, uh, when are my loved ones in a home gonna get their electricity back, people are gonna start getting in their own cars because they love their family and they love their friends. And if help isn't going to, because this is what Western New York's all about, right? If, if you live in the country and you call 911, you know help is 45 minutes away. That's why people have guns, Tom. Yep. Because they're not waiting 45 minutes. They're not going to wait for an Erie County Sheriff or a fireman to show up. They're going to handle it themselves. And a lot of people got too much that they could handle and they're stuck on the road. But if you want to eliminate more people from going out and rescuing people and clogging up more traffic you got to at least have a timeline of, of what's going to happen. I think one of the reasons they're not able to offer us a timeline is because Mother Nature is going to do what Mother Nature is going to do. And, and right now, um, looking out the window, even if we had a timeline, um, there's no timeline for when are we going to get plowed out of the radio station? When will Maple Road be plowed out? When is Sheridan going to be plowed out? I mean, I, don't, I think all of these things are unknowable right now because of what's going on with the weather. Well, I also think we're putting way too much pressure on the National Guard. I mean, everyone thinks the National Guard's here. You Now we're ready to take down Godzilla. You know, it's it's the National Guard, and there's only they still have the same type of vehicles that everyone else has. They still have to—I mean, if fire trucks are getting stuck, if plows are getting stuck, the National Guard's going to have a very difficult time doing their thing, too. Indeed. I mean, it's, they're not just a magic wand you could wave. Uh, let's go to Carol in uh, Lancaster. Uh, Carol, you're on with uh, David Bellavia and Bowerly. Go ahead. Hi, gentlemen. Um, first of all, I want to say I feel so sorry for everybody who's having problems and who doesn't have uh, electricity. I have been blessed. I have one of my best girlfriends here with me. We were going to ride out the storm together because I have a generator, a whole house generator. But I want to let people know that if their generators did fail, mine did too. It's only two months old, and at the height of the storm, it was doing its weekly test, and it failed. And I have my neighbor plugged into me, and thank God, like I said, we haven't lost power. And if we did, I have a fireplace that we could camp out in front of. 
but I just want to let people know they're not alone if their generators did fail because the company who put mine in told me that they can't get to me till next week because many, many generators have failed. You know, we, know we keep hearing that. We, Carol, we keep hearing that, and one of the things that we keep hearing is that snow is getting sucked into the generator and that you need to take the air filter out and dry the air filter off and then put some kind of a barricade uh, by the intake uh, uh, of the generator. Did, did you get any of that advice from the company? No, but my uh, next-door neighbor, I'm handicapped and I'm elderly, and my next-door neighbor is taking care of my generator because he's you know, going to plug into my house. And uh, he said there's no snow around it at all because I get drifts on the opposite side of my house. And the, the app, when I checked the app, it said it had an, an alarm and there's a voltage shortage. And so I was to call the company. And I called the company. They have to have somebody come out and fix it. So this isn't a question of an air filter. This is a question of something seriously wrong with the generator? I don't know. It depends on what they find when they come out here. David, you, you've had calls. I didn't know you were getting calls that other people's generators have failed. Cause I just wanted to let people know they're not alone if their generators are failing. Yeah, David, you took some calls. I, I took some calls about generators failing. It's, it's a very frustrating feeling for these people because they, they invested perfectly good and a lot of money in generators. I and when they most 12, need them. I paid 12000 for mine two months ago. And so the first time that I may have needed it, I can't use it. So now I'm going to feel very, very uncomfortable, and I'm going to try to fight with the company to not keep this one but to give me another unit. Uh, David, uh, anything stick out in your mind based on the conversations you've had with Dominic Cortez and others? Yeah, you know, it's weird. There are people selling generators as recent as yesterday, you know, so like— This is a whole you know, house. Some- Right, right. But I'm, I'm saying that there were people that were buying generators that just were doing it out of desperation last second. I can understand why they would have a difficulty. You know, you, you don't know what you're buying. You don't know the credibility. Right. You know, someone just pulls up with a truck and starts selling you, you know, panda bears. You're thinking, well, you can't be a very reputable person. I mean, you just showed up at a Lowe's parking lot and started, you know, selling, <laughs> selling generators. But when your case... You know, one of the things you, you talk about, like a natural gas generator. Uh, so, you know, the people that spent the money on the the power wall from Tesla or something that's really ten and fifteen thousand dollars. You know, you're you're hoping that 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 thing's ready to go when you need it. And on the three occasions that you really need it, that is the ultimate in disappointment. I mean, that's like your four wheel drive. You know, f- dropping your transmission the moment you need four wheel in, in Buffalo. Right. It, it's and devastating. The company, the gentleman said, well, you know, this is unprecedented weather that we're having. This is once in a lifetime. And I said, yes, and this is when I would need it. Exactly. As if, like, the power outage during a blizzard is, you know, it's ridiculous. Well, you tell them that the $12,000 was an unprecedented purchase for you. Right. (laughs) It was very difficult for me. And so now I feel my generator will only work if we have good weather. And it's weekly. (laughs) Right, right. Uh, Carol, thank you. Your generator will only respond in moderate to severe. Right. That's that's what I spent twelve grand for. You should have spent forty thousand, Carol. That's your problem. Yeah, Carol. Thank yeah. thank you very much. And again, uh, I, I'm not very technically inclined. Okay, but based on what callers uh, have said. 
that if you know how to open up the generator, it's got an air filter in it. If you dry off the air filter, um, it should work as long as it is an otherwise healthy generator. But somebody at the company um, should walk you through that. There is a big uh, generator manufacturer. Uh, They've been very good from what I've heard about walking people through the process of how to um, get that done if that, in fact, is the problem. But if you have a a defective unit, um, we've heard from a couple of people, David, who believe they have defective units. Now, we have to uh, take a break on WBEN. David Bellavia is with us. It is Bowerly, a News Radio 930 WBEN. And uh, your calls. I'm amazed at the number of generators that aren't working, and I cannot think of a more disappointing situation where you guys invested eight, ten, twelve thousand bucks exactly for situations like this. Thank God she hasn't needed the generator. It died during the bloody test on News Radio 930 WBEN. All right, welcome. It is Bowerly News Radio 930 WBEN. And uh, the funny thing is, ladies and gentlemen, um, we, well, there's really very little funny about this situation, to be very honest with you. But uh, some of the people here at the radio station think I'm a little bit crazy because I actually volunteered for this. But uh, we have, I did, but we have a reputation, yes, a reputation for insanity. Uh, We have a reputation here at News Radio 930 WBEN, and we're going to be with you for the duration of this storm. If you are in the South Towns, please understand that as the evening wears on into night, you guys are going to get nailed. So please don't make the mistake that so many people in the North Towns made um, with the rapidity with which the weather changed. Uh, you're hearing a lot of people stranded in the North Towns. They left their homes, things looked great, and then suddenly they find themselves sleeping at the Williamsville Post Office on mail sacks. So that is uh, the situation. People stranded in cars. You don't want to be them. I cannot emphasize this enough. If you are somewhere warm and safe, Stay somewhere warm and safe. Outside, you are taking your life into your hands. Um, Walking, you might encounter drifts that will completely engulf you. They found a dead body at Kensington and Bailey early today. It took a while. Believe it or not, that was a low priority because there's nothing they can do. Um, so they weren't exact. Usually a dead body is found and you've got a million uh, crime scene people and detectives on the scene to make sure that it was natural and not uh, criminal and try to figure out uh, if it's a crime scene or, or, or what have you. Um, this wasn't a priority. Uh, their biggest priority was the living. And if that is not illustrative of what the first responders are up against, I don't know what is. First responders are not going to be able to help you, okay? They're not going to be able to help you. If you do call 911 and you have special circumstances, um, if you have special circumstances, you have to let the dispatcher know, look, There's a 54-year-old male with diabetes in a car at the tops on Elmwood, hasn't had his medication since yesterday, haven't heard from him since 8.30 in the morning. That call is going to get priority. Um, Basically, folks, everybody is stretched and swamped to the limit. One of the reasons they are is because, unfortunately, people did not take the warnings seriously. Um, A lot of people were in cars that should not have been in cars. And look, the main thing now is to make sure we get those people safe and sound. But if you're in the South Towns, this is coming for you next. 
and don't make the mistake of so many people in the North Towns and think, oh, I can beat this. I've got all-wheel drive. I've got a Subaru. I've got a Land Rover um, because it is not that easy. Folks, there is a Yukon uh, that is stuck with brand-new snow tires at a nearby location because it was swallowed by a snowdrift. A Yukon, brand-new snow. Yukon, that's the Alaska, right? Yeah. So it's bad, ladies and gentlemen. I I have a Subaru I stole from my daughter yesterday. She's not going to see that Subaru for quite a few days because we aren't going anywhere. Uh, News Radio 930 WBEN, and we couldn't if we wanted to. But we're going to be with you for the duration. Joe Beamer's coming up at 5 o'clock. Uh, Jimmy Love is just doing incredible work. Everybody here is doing incredible work. It's uh, it, it's such an honor uh, being with people who are so dedicated to giving you the information you need, like David Bellavia. And, uh, David, we have Chris from uh, Hamburg on WBEN. Chris, you're on WBEN. Welcome. Hi. Um, all right. So I am the uh, idiot with a Subaru um, who thought that uh, I could uh, – venture out to drive from Hamburg to uh, Tonawanda to see my girlfriend and uh, give her Christmas gifts and whatnot. Um, and so I, cause it was down in the South Towns, it's pretty clear right now. And uh, so I drove, uh, you know, the highways are closed. So I drove down South Park into the city and was trying to cut over to uh, Delaware and got stuck on uh, the corner of uh, Linwood and uh, Ferry. Um, and luckily there was, uh, somebody around to let me borrow a shovel so that I could dig myself out. It was actually, a, a um, a guy who said he works for the fire department. Um, and so, and then he eventually helped me, got me unstuck and I am making my way back home. Um, so I wanted to, um, say that, you know, don't be an idiot like Chris in Hamburg and think you can drive around, um, cause it's very treacherous and uh you know i was temporarily stuck and uh uh, hopefully mitigating factor mildly is uh me is uh love is uh blind sometimes (laughs) but uh um you know my girlfriend jen is listening and uh you know she knows that uh yeah (laughs) so chris you you have a you have a uh a subaru in hamburg subaru forester yes what are your pronouns no, I'm kidding. I had to. No, 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 I'm kidding. No, listen. How many know, coexist all, stickers does he have? No, listen though. All, all of these people that found themselves in your situation, these are you're you're a good person, right? And and you you don't. The storm is going to affect everyone, and and you don't want it to affect the people you love, and you wanted a sense of normalcy. And so many people got stuck trying to help people and rescue people and do the right thing. It's, you're not a bad person, right? And and I think that sometimes when we get lectured to on, in press conferences, we're so used to, if someone got sick for the last two and a half years, they were bad people. If someone had something happen to them at 10 o'clock at night in the wrong part of the town, they're a bad person. It's not true. None of that's true, right? So we, we think we can do things that we can't do, and we get in trouble sometimes. You see this all the time in the summertime. Boaters get out there and they go water skiing, jet skiing in areas they shouldn't be in. They're not bad people. They find themselves in bad spots. And it's one of those things where the lessons learned next time a storm comes around, maybe we'll all use a little bit better judgment. 
but the reality is, is that, you know, a lot of people found themselves in your situations because their, their decency led them into those situations. Chris, um, I'm also homosexual and I'm driving a Subaru. And uh, no, I, I uh, not that not that there's anything wrong with that. Just so we're all clear on that, I'm very. Uh, I don't really care what anybody is, but there is a standing joke about Subarus. I have to admit, um, I've got a Crosstrek, and I'll be the first to tell you that Crosstrek. I know it ain't getting through the parking lot here at WBEN, and if it did, it ain't getting through Maple Road. I'll tell you that much. I know this. Right, and so um, my my girlfriend told me and pleaded with me not to do it, and. Uh, I should just I should know that the the woman knows and I should listen to the boss. So that's uh, there's that too. Well, where did she hide the I'm other guy? I think is the question. No. Um, uh, you know what, Chris? Though I'm glad you're safe, and and it could have been really horrible. There's a lot of people still stuck out there, um, and uh, I'm glad you're you're okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm in I'm in Lackawanna right now, um, making my way back. So a little bit little ways to go down uh, South Park here, and hopefully uh, should be smooth sailing all right chris thank you very much so david where where did the whole subaru thing come up the the subaru cliche the subaru stereotype i never quite got that but i'll more than willingly play into it i think it started with the indigo girls and the further festival and Natalie merchant uh concerts i'd put it back i'd put it back to the blondie um the blondie song rapture I don't know. I don't know what happened, but uh, all of a sudden, a lot of uh, people at the LPGA started winning Subarus. I don't know when when it occurred, but God bless everyone. I, do you think that this is a Christmas you will remember? Yeah, everyone has their Christmas that they never forget. The year you got the gift, the year you fell in love, like a Hallmark movie. This 2022 Christmas, never will forget it. No, no. This is, you know, what what is somewhat irksome is we went through COVID. We sacrificed a lot of holidays during COVID and here in Western New York and elsewhere in the region that is being just just destroyed by this storm. We go from COVID into this where we can't see our loved ones. I mean, it just it is not worth it. I, I just I cannot emphasize it. It is not worth it. We're not doing Christmas Eve tonight at mom's. I doubt we're doing Christmas Day tomorrow anywhere. Uh, I plan on being here at the radio station. This is what I do. Uh, let's go to Tim. Yeah, that's and, crazy, though. Well, I never said I was normal. Uh, let's no, no, go. but 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 just to put that into perspective, though, your family. You think about you know our our mothers, our our, our family. How many Christmases are we going to have left between COVID and this? Yeah, this, there's a lot of sacrifice going around. You you know, people, Western New York, the first responders, everyone. This I, We're going to remember this forever. Oh, there are doctors uh, and nurses at local hospitals and any place taking care of people, and they have been on duty uh, for well over a day because, frankly, the relief can't get in. Same thing with police departments. They're enlisting ATVs, fire department equipment in some uh, jurisdictions to get officers in to relieve the officers who've been on duty. Um, officers are bunking down at the police stations. It just, you know, it it is what it is. And uh, f- the the volunteer firefighters and the paid firefighters. How do we even begin to say thank you to these people and the people with the u- utilities with National Grid with NYSEG? I'm, I'm sure they're champing at the bit to get out there and get people online. Uh, Tim in Sardinia, you're on WBen. Hello. Hello, I know both of you guys, and I heard you talking about the generator failures up your way. We're out here in the southern tier where we have power failures very often, and I have a 20K whole home generator system that works flawlessly. But the difference is 
to a regulator, and sometimes the regulators freeze off and shut the gas off. And a lot of people don't take the extra couple of bucks and buy the little, it's like a koozie that goes over the oil filter that keeps the oil from freezing and turning into a paste. And there's one that goes under the battery that keeps the battery from freezing. Yeah, right. Unfortunately, Tim, you kind of you kind of digitized out on us uh, during the best part of your call. Just when you got to the good stuff, you digitized. I don't know if you were moving, but we can hear you now. If you could start over again. Okay. I have a whole twenty generator. <laughs> oh, this isn't. This this is. I'm it, sorry. It's, it's just. A, it, it's the guy bragging about his generator that has a bad phone. Yeah, uh, Tim, Tim, we're going to have to have you call back and try again because we, we just it's can't. Just it's actually probably not even you, Tim. It's just all the, the people are having bad signal days today. Yeah, it, it's uh, it, it's a contagious thing. Sorry about that, Tim. We'll try to get you back uh, up online. Here is uh, Barbara in Sheikdawaga. Barbara, you're on WBEN Bowerly and Bellavia on the radio. Hello. Oh, Tom and Dave, I, David, I am so happy to speak to you. I am legally blind. However, I am blessed to have a good friend that picked me up yesterday, and I'm at the, my friend's house, and uh, we have power. Uh, she also has a fireplace in case there is no fire. But I just wanted to call and, and say thank you to everyone at WBEN, from Susan Rose, Tim Wenger, Tom, everyone that has been, to me, being legally blind, you have been a beacon of hope. And uh, no matter what time of the day or night, I turn it on and they're there. I just wanted to say thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone there at BEN. You have been outstanding, not only during this crisis, but other crises before. Again, Thank you, and God bless you. Oh, Barbara, you're very kind. Have yourself a uh, a Merry Christmas. And in, in turn, David, we, again, would like to thank the first responders who are out there in the teeth of this storm actually rescuing people. There are a whole bunch of sheriff's deputies in Erie County had to be rescued last night. Sheriff's Department rescued about 50 people last night, uh, in particular Clarence, Newstead, Grand Island. So uh, it, it's the people out there. We're nice and snugly warm. Uh, in fact, David and I are cuddling right now as we do this show. So I shouldn't have revealed that Subaru cuddling, David. People are going to talk. <laughs> no, it, it's it's really our first responders are incredible, and that's just and listen, they say that they don't put people up in a bucket, you know, under forty over forty miles an hour. Tom, I wouldn't go in a bucket at five miles an hour. I mean, seriously, the, these people that are fixing electricity are risking their lives and and they're coming from all over the country and canada and you name it there's so many people out there that are putting it all on the line for us and that's why we have to be appreciative and so one of the problems here is that when you make people dependent and i, I don't want to sound like i'm on a soapbox i don't, I don't want to do that but there's something about western new yorkers that we're dependent on each other and we're not dependent on a magical person from the government that's going to knock on our door you talk to someone in sardinia you talk to someone in the uh, southern tier or orleans wyoming county cataraugus these are folks that are like hey if help comes thank god help comes but i'm prepared to handle it when it when it doesn't come or it shows up two hours late and i really think that now is a, a very difficult time for people to say keep trusting us we have the solutions for you. We have all the answers for you. 
and they don't mother nature in a snowstorm all of a sudden all of those things we were told to be dependent on to rely upon you can't rely on them to hear the to hear the sheriff say i mean he he almost got emotional talking to you he's gut-wrenched sheriff garcia was broken-hearted that 911 isn't going to be what 911 we're accustomed to I mean, right. Think about that. No, That's it's really tough for these guys and girls that are first responders to acknowledge. If you call for us, we can't do anything. It's it's heartbreaking. No, and and Chief Gould and Chief Delaga, there were two deaths that could not be um, trans people who could not be transported to medical facilities, and uh, because they couldn't be reached, that is absolutely devastating. I mean, that's the kind of thing that years into his retirement, he he's going to be thinking about. As will anybody on that shift. It's a very gut wrenching situation. Um, let's go to Eric in uh, North Tonawanda. Eric, you're on with Bowerly and Bellavia. And uh, after five, Joe Beamer will be here on WBEN. Go ahead, Eric. Yeah, thanks. I, I, I like the radio here, too. And it's unique in our community because the weather is the news when it gets really bad like this. So um, anyway, for me, I would say I don't like the way politicians talk down to the peasants about driving bans, but I definitely believe in using good judgment. And I've been driving for a good 25 years in different jobs and stuff. And uh, I actually have uh, a family member who is in an emergency without power. It would take 20 minutes to get there on a good day. This one is so bad. I kind of did the opposite of your previous caller. And I, I told her, I was like, look, Get a small room in your house, get all the blankets you can, blanket the windows and seal stuff up and build a fort and do, uh, power the cell phone down to save battery. Uh, and believe me, if the winds died down and I could safely make an attempt, I would certainly do it. But this one, in my estimation, I've been keeping up a little on shoveling and it, it's too much. I, I definitely see why even the emergency vehicles are getting stuck. So. I think it's a Jimmy Griffin weekend, basically. Uh, grab a six-pack and uh, relax. Yeah, and we, we mentioned that before, Eric. I mean, look, I don't need another heart attack. I am not even going to think about shoveling snow. That would just be stupid. This kind of weather, that kind of exertion, um, those of you with heart issues, with respiratory issues, those who are not used to physical exercise, do not put yourself at risk, please. That's not a lecture. That's just a, a reminder of some common sense. Do you know how many shows, yeah, though? Every, I'm not that old yet. <laughs> when, when, I, when I was first getting into radio and I was, you know, filling in for Tom or Sandy, I would do storm coverage. And Bowerly took me aside once and said, when you do storm coverage, and you talk about driving bans, there will be 30 to 40 people that call in and say it's unconstitutional. And you, remember you say, like, there will be always someone that will talk about the libertarian will oh, say, yeah. you can't do this, you can't do this. And at some point, you just have to say, well, look, I mean, what does your brain tell you? Whether you have a constitutional right to do something or not, do you want to end up thinking about how you were right constitutionally, but on the side of the road for four days, right? I mean, that's what it comes down to. And I think showing judgment always is, is going to be the best thing you could do. Yeah, Eric, uh, that's that's a wise decision. And uh, I mentioned this a few times, but uh, when I looked out the window yesterday morning, 
Um, I said, you know what? I am not waiting. I am getting into work now. Well, I think I still can. And even yesterday at about quarter to 10 on Sheridan Drive in Amherst, there were a couple of trucks that were uh, that were dead in the middle of the road. And uh, I feel like I just made it to work in time. Yeah, I've, I've gotten caught in that stuff where you basically have to stop and because there is no visibility. And I, those are the kinds of conditions. So, yeah, don't go out there. <laughs> and and, and I, I'm, I'm very pro-liberty, but that's the good judgment. Totally agree. No, it's, it's good judgment. It is. Eric, appreciate you. Hey, Tom, you were talking to Sheriff Garcia, and you said uh, a word, and you said pilots call it this. Oh, oh the sucker hole. <laughs> okay. The, the, no, I, just, I had to double check that because I didn't know if I was no, having no, a stroke no, not the other kind. No, it's, it, it's a sucker hole. It's where you think the weather's going to be just a okay for flying, and then you get up and you realize, as I said, you probably aren't going to come down in quite the style you imagined. You you know uh, aviation. What, what level can, do you have to fly at elevation wise? Oh, dude, I'm I'm not that good. I'm not to, that to good. Get, to I get over the in, weather. I haven't been up in years. I, I believe it would depend on exactly the kind of weather. I mean, look outside the, the window right now. Um, I, I, nothing is going to be up. The airport is closed. You you mm. couldn't get through this. Yeah. So I mean, it's you. A, I mean, it doesn't matter. I, yeah, I don't care what what kind of aircraft you have. Uh, you would not want to put anything down in this. I mean, I'm not even sure if the military would put something down in this. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Um, let's go to, um, well, let's try to get Jack in uh, Allentown. Jack, you are on WBEN. Jack, hello. Uh, thank you, gentlemen. You're doing good work there. I was waiting well, waiting to make my point. I, I thought of a solution, and that would be to have the Kathy Hochul have the National Guard drop uh, empty ice cube trays, and uh, the ice will automatically be taken care of. But anyway, my point was, we have not heard about uh, snowmobile rescues, and I recall in 77, that was a, a feature uh, of the community of uh, snowmobilers that they... Oh, no, no, sir, we, we, we actually have. We spoke with John Garcia, the sheriff of Erie County. Um, he gave out a phone number people can call, uh, in particular in Clarence, Newstead, and Grand Island for the Erie County Emergency Command Center. It is 716-989-2500. That's 989-2500 for people who have snowmobiles who are willing to help out the Erie County Sheriff's Department, in particular Clarence, Newstead, and Grand Island. And one of the local, uh, one of the other local departments, I believe Lackawanna, uh, right. if I heard a uh, newscast correctly, is the also municipalities. asking. Yeah, the municipalities have called on snowmobiles themselves. And you got to understand, back in 77, there was no mass communication like we have today. So it's, it's you know, the, if you look at the timing of when they started, the word got out the snowmobiles were needed. It was two days into the storm. Uh, this is pretty wow. good timing for them to realize. We don't, Sheriff Garcia told uh, Tom Bowerly, Look, we have certain equipment, but if we're going to deal with storms like this in the future, we need this equipment more readily accessible as a sheriff's department. No, I hadn't heard any of the snowmobile noise here in Allentown. I was, I was curious. I haven't heard anything from uh, Buffalo PD yet. Um, maybe people can call their local district and see if they can be of any help. But again, you got to dress warmly and you know dress more warmly than you've ever dressed before. Um, Jack, thank you very much. I appreciate the call. And the other thing too, if you're carrying insulin to somebody, um, insulin has to be kept at a certain temperature. And if it's outside for a long period of time, it might as well be water. Um, unfortunately, uh, David, always a pleasure. Are you going to stick around and talk with uh, Joe Beamer? 
I am. I do want to say it's the perfect temperature. If you uh, do a booster, uh, they will keep it at this. Oh, <laughs> For, uh, the the, uh, the vaccine. Okay, gotcha. Uh, all right, David, uh, stand by, uh, but stay fresh because uh, we're, we're, uh, stand by, but also stay fresh. Joe Beamer is coming up next on News Radio nine thirty W B E N. This is Tom Bowerly, part of continuing coverage of the blizzard of 22 on News Radio 930 WBEN. I'll probably see you again in about four or five hours. I'm going to go grab a little bit of relaxation and uh, smoke some weed on WBEN.